Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's the old MCU crew. It's probably going to be our longest show yet. There's a lot of stuff going on here. I don't know if you guys knew this. Black Widow came out over the weekend. Episode five, perhaps the best thing Marvel's ever created. But maybe that's just my own opinion uh, is also out there. Uh, <laughs> Jesse's shocked. He's, he hasn't heard this. No, yet. I, I agree. I totally agree with you. He Okay. He agrees. He agrees. Uh, this is the one hour mcu crew every week we always hit that mark we never go over an hour so there's no need to uh to question how long this episode's gonna be uh we are doing a little bit of new hardware though so there might be some uh issues throughout the episode i know jesse's in low bitrate land and i think that's on me and not him so don't yell at jesse all right i i'm the who's the who takes all the hits am i the hulk you can just hit me and i'll get angrier no that's not I mean, that's true, but well, that's how that works. Um, no, you're the Captain America. I'm the Captain America. Okay. Yeah. If that's, if this is what we're doing, you're Captain America. Okay. Bronze is Tony Stark. Okay. And I am Groot. Groot. Okay. You're Groot. You're Groot. That's just how it goes. I am very pleased with being Tony Stark. <laughs> I will happily be that person. And it makes sense because I feel like I have the spiciest takes on or like the the dissenting opinion most of the time mm. which i mean if that's not our own civil war i i'm sure chat still remembers my inflammatory remarks about ant-man one so that's basically the mutant registration act so i'm, I'm i will happily wear the mantle of tony stark there you go thanks that's true that's true uh well let's jump into the news here let's not waste any time uh because there's actually a, a decent bit of news here uh, the biggest news, at least in terms of the monies, uh, Black Widow made a shit ton of money over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I saw, I think it was 210 million across all their different, uh, all their different things. I think it was like 60 million for Disney plus the rest was, uh, in the U S and then internationally or something like that. It was, it was a lot. Did you guys end up going to the theater? Did you watch it at home? What did you all decide? Watched it at home. Yeah. Me too. Like like any rational person, I was like, wait, I don't got to go deal with other people? Yeah, no, I'll pay the, the ridiculous fee that Disney charges. Yeah. Bronze, you, you were Disney Plus as well? Yeah, yeah. Especially because I wanted the ability to pause. Mm, yeah. Pa I don't know why, but I strong. like to... Pausing is strong. Yeah, if you need to pee because you've been drinking too much liquid or whatever you don't have to sit there and hold it through the last 15 minutes of the movie tapping your foot being like god when will this end you know i've had movies ruined for me like that where i feel like they dragged on but then i have oh. to be like well is it all of the soda i drank or is it that the movie is boring i can't tell because i just need to pee i get it i can't be the only one that's gone through this no no we our, ours is similar but with a dog the dog has to go out um so we had to we had to hit the pause button but jesse was just full on 
two hours and 10 minutes or whatever, how long the movie was. My bladder is like steel trap. Nothing get in or out. Okay. It's All like right. my stomach is like Fort Knox of keeping in poo. It not get out during movie time. Right. Russian accents, everyone. Russian accents. I can't do one, so uh, I'll play the straight normal guy here. Bronze, do you have a Russian accent? Putting you on the spot. I am just confused on how okay. Jesse has All not right. exploded with uh, shit. I know they explode. Is belly designed for vodka? What can I say? And, you are like oh. leadership of 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 uh, North Korea. Not JP tried to end scene, but he cannot. Control <laughs> podcast now is ours for Mother Russia. <laughs> he uh, tried to stop, but we not stop. Embarrassment <laughs> uh, to all. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Red Guardian, the. Uh, the Black Widow director, Kate Shortland, uh, said that he deserves his own movie. How do you... Uh, uh, agreed. Do, do we all... I I mean, let's not... I don't want to go into the full review of the film, but I'd watch a full movie of him just being an idiot. Sometimes an asshole. Maybe a little bit of both. I definitely think it would be comedic in nature. Yeah. Like, I think it could be something very different than what they've done before. Sure. Yeah. It would be interesting. I don't know if they if they've got enough for like a season there, but maybe a little bit more screen time. Maybe maybe throw him in into future films. I'm into it. I hope he pops back up in the MCU. But we'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, some other news. Uh, Taika is out there. I, this is a very Taika quote, and it's also one of those quotes that makes me very excited for anything that is being created. Uh, he has a quote out there, uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, that says, Thor Love and Thunder is so wild, quote, it's almost like it shouldn't be made. I don't know what that means, but I'm on board. <laughs> oh, Taika. Just give me the craziness. That's just my response to that. Give me the oh, craziness. Oh, Taika. Are you like, who could it be but Taika? That's me. <laughs> yeah. Is that like what yeah. we're, is that where we're at? Yeah, sure. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, well, just between me and you and the readers, I've done some crazy shit in my life. He reiterated to Empire. I've lived like 10 lifetimes, but it's the craziest film I've ever done. I mean, he he has done some like pretty absurdist movies. So I have to assume that crazy means like crazy good you know scale. what i mean like yeah, yeah. scale wise not like it's david know. lynchian he goes on to explain if you wrote down all the elements of this film it shouldn't make sense he said it's almost like it shouldn't be made if you walked into a room and said i want to make i want this and this and this who's in it these people what are you going to call it love and thunder i mean you never work again maybe i won't after this there'll be far more emotion in this film and a lot more love and a lot more thunder he said and a lot more thor if you've seen the photos. Great. Yeah. I I think this is also the Taika effect, though, where it's like we expect him to come out with something different than... Because Ragnarok was very different and when it came out. Like, now I feel like other things have followed that blueprint a little bit. Mm. But when it came out, 
I, I felt like at that point, Marvel hadn't made a movie like that. I felt like it hit a note that Guardians had been trying to build towards for a few years, but was still trying to remain within the general theming of the MCU. And then I feel like Ragnarok came out and did not care. Like the, the opening sequence where he's hanging in front of Cert. That, that's so different and weird. And right from most, the go, yeah. I feel, yeah, they were not like, I, I get that, like, you know, Peter Quill's entry was kind of like that, but this was, I don't know, to me, it was very next level. And then the recurring joke of him rotating around, being like, you know, oh, hold on a second while he's like rotating around was so stupid, in my opinion, but that's why it worked. <laughs> sure. Because I'm a big fan of what we do in the shadows. I, I was excited that this director that I've loved from so many other projects was touching Thor. Anyways, that sentence was weird. But I was excited to see what his envisioning of it was going to be. And it did have what we do in the shadows elements where the joke is just so dumb that you can't help but laugh. Like he's just rotating around. Very it's much just so. so stupid. You know, but I but that's what makes I think Ragnarok lovable and different. Yeah. But I also feel like now he has to live up to his own legend. Mm, yeah. I mean this this is like his first repeat film right in in the mcu yeah yeah that's true something to think about uh, i think people are gonna like what is he gonna do next and i'm sure i'm sure he'll do great but i think some of it's also probably him just being like oh it's crazy oh i'm i'm taika and i'm adorable and quirky and i'm gonna say that this movie shouldn't be made and all this stuff so i can convince you that this is gonna be just as crazy as ragnarok was right just a quick reminder Hemsworth, of course, will be there as Thor. Tessa Thompson will be there as Valkyrie. Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Natalie Portman will be back as Jane Foster, who's also going to become Thor. Uh, several of the Guardians of the Galaxy stars, including, including Chris Pratt, are going to be there. And then, of course, Russell Crowe uh, is playing Zeus. So. How are they going to fit all this into one movie? <laughs> That's my only concern. I really... My only concern is that there's two Thors and that one of them is supposed to become Thor and there's also going to be like, I feel like that's like, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe they'll do it, but yeah, that's a lot of people to have on camera at one time. Well, the guardians will probably be the opening of him, like getting off the ship and them saying some dumb mm -hmm. jokes and then something happening and maybe like Chris Pratt sticking around or something. And then that's it. Right. Like they're not going to, they're their own thing. It, that's just going to be an update on what the Guardians are up to, ultimately. I see Jesse's doing the the beard tap. That means he's thinking. That means no, he's it's thinking. one of those like uh, it's one of those like uh, things where I'm convinced ninety percent of the cats you just mentioned are in it like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no way. Well, I, I really no way hope they're going to be. I hope the film <laughs> starts. Here's my hope. I hope the film starts with Russell Crowe somewhere on Olympus giving a speech and then all of a sudden we get a christian bale american psycho face covered in blood straight through his chest and then love and thunder smashes across the screen and then the film starts and that's that's how it goes we'll see if it happens what what, what rock song from is, the is like happen early there? 70s do you think they're going to play over the murder of zeus just putting it out there just putting it out to the audience. Give me Thunderstruck. Of course, that's what it's going to be. No, that's AC. <laughs> that's 
Uh, it's ACDC, which is more of a Tony Stark. Yeah, thing. that can't was, do that. was an Iron can't Man do that. 2. Yeah, that's more Tony Stark. We got to go like, uh, it's got to be something, something wild. Um, put it out there. Stairway to, to Heaven? Uh, it's too just slow to have to a start. harpist or something playing Stairway next to Zeus? That'd be oh very Oh my regal. God, Holy Diver? Holy Diver! I mean, obviously. Dio he, is classic. A, yeah. If, if he bursts through his chest <laughs> it says holy and the diver. song holy diver plays in the background oh <laughs> my god that would be the best moment in marvel i feel like explodes through his chest he's like at this point amazing at this point it's such a good idea if tyke is not rewriting the movie for this to be the opening scene he's really messed yeah. up yeah he's i mean what all is i'm he saying doing is there? you've got time You've got time to add it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It'll be a doozy. Uh, what else is out there? Karen Gillian uh, recently read the script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and, quote, said there was full-on tears. The Nebula actress uh, also says that it's James Gunn's strongest work with the Guardians yet. Is this going to be the sad movie where he just, I mean, this is like the, I think he said this is the final one. That he's doing at least when it comes to uh, the Guardians. So, are they uh, like are we are they gonna kill Rocket? Like, what what are we gonna do here? It has to be an Adam Warlock story, right? Like, it has to be a portion of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like that, and it has to be Adam Warlock, and then like finding Gamora and falling in love. The movie, right? Like mm. that's what it has to be. True. Those are, those are pretty much the two things that have to happen, but. Uh, also, I, yeah. say, I bet you that's where the tears probably come from is probably from. Well, Drax has also said he's done. The actor for Drax has said he's done after this. So that could kill him. Maybe he, I don't know like what his if I if you think about the arc of the individual characters, I don't know what that is, though. They've there all kind of like had their one. arc. I mean, it, I feel like they all have kind of half-baked arcs, too, because it's difficult to push a lot of narrative for each of them forward in in every in every film because there's so many people, like I said, on camera. And with Drax, he had this, like, very sweeping story, I think, in the first film mm. where it was like, oh, he had this tragedy and he really wants to kill Ronan and then he figures out Ronan's just a puppet. So then he resolves to kill Thanos. But then after that, I feel like in the second film, there was almost no follow up on that. Like, it's like he would I don't know how to describe it. Like, there was just very much like I was like, at this point, I don't know why he's here. And to be honest, I feel the same way about Nebula. I'm sorry. There's parts where I'm just like, why? I don't know. Well, like, she's like what the, her she's the straight guy, right? Like, the, yeah, the, the, she's the she's the female Drax in a lot of ways. But not as maybe not as dumb, like the smart female Drax. I think they could write the two of them out in a way that isn't like, and then they die. Like I can see how the two of them would be like, "Hey, and live on." You want to not do this anymore? And they're like, "Yeah, let's not do this anymore." Yeah, I can see. I can. I can see them ending the Guardians like franchise, but spinning off the new characters. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things from that world, like Nova. And uh, Adam Warlock, they can be like, oh, here's new stuff moving forward. Well, there's a ton of stuff, can, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. And then we can just be like, goodbye, Guardians. Thanks. And a lot, like, uh, if you think about the Disney Plus formula, a Planet of the Week type thing would make a lot of sense for whatever the future team looks like, right? Or whatever, of uh, whichever group of the actors want to continue on to just like hop down into a planet for a week and figure some stuff out with maybe like an overarching cosmic entity looming, right? Like that'd be kind of interesting, which I, I, I think in a lot of ways after we'll, we'll get to it, but I think I prefer the Disney plus formula now over the movies, uh, which is a bigger discussion. But. Wow. I, mm, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, I can't we'll wait to talk it. about we'll that. That's, that's, I, I'm sorry to, to drip feed that take out there. Uh, we do have a tiny, just a little bit uh, more of news. There was, uh, and then we'll get into the shows. Did you guys know in the most recent episode of Loki that Chris Hemsworth was in it? You want me to tell you where? Was he one of the goons? Was he one of the goon Lokis? You want me to tell you where? Bronze, do you have a guess? Oh boy. I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out who it would be. Was it the frog Thor in a jar? It was. He voiced Throg. He voiced the like, that like weird noise. That's <laughs> that was awesome. Throg. Yeah, he was Throg. So cool. He was Throg. Good to know. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The uh, Kate Heron uh, revealed that on uh, something, some, some pot. I think, I think it was for all nerds. Maybe the, the show there. Which is also, I guess, a Twitch show, which I didn't know. There you go. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Go now, let me ask out. you a question. All right. Based on what we know about Loki, could Thor's exist? Is Thor's a possibility? Maybe. Thor horse. Just putting it out there. Could be. Thor's. Could be. I offer you guys a, a question, a conundrum here. What do you want to talk about first? We going Black Widow or we going Loki? Who knows, man? Who knows? Well, you do. You, 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 make the you call it's it. your show. You just de- you decide. This okay. is a, this is a this is a JP Tatership. Yeah, and I'm off. I think this is now a democracy here for the next thirty seconds while we decide. Don't this. do that. You don't want that. You don't want that. Lo- you give <laughs> us power. It's speaking, over. Logically speaking, it would make sense to do loki first because it's been out longer so that way if sure. people haven't seen black widow and they need to duck out they can still catch that's, the loki discussion before they leave that's a great uh that's a producer comment chat. right there there you go bronze <laughs> we also have that what if trailer uh if you, did you guys watch the what if trailer sure i thought that was great i i actually was not interested in what if until i saw that trailer now i'm interested in what if uh, they got me. uh I, I think the trailer should it should look pretty cool it should be pretty cool i want to see that zombies uh avengers episode i want to see the tony stark one yeah yeah where killmonger yeah. saves him yeah i wonder if he even becomes tony stark does he become there? iron man that's what or, i'm wondering yeah, like yeah. He, i'm sure he still has his character change right because he was almost killed by one of his own missiles and he realizes his weapons are in the hands of terrorists so i'm sure he would still go through that character development but would it be like me and i'm and killmonger this this guy that saved me like you know we're gonna put Take an end to this wakanda stuff. or something like that yeah right? yeah maybe i don't even know i'm i'm interested yeah i i'm excited for that just because it is a total like what if scenario 
that, that you can actually play and that the stuff animation out. looks dope I, yeah I, it was a little divisive i saw on twitter some people really i'm not a fan it. of the animation yeah yeah i'm not See, I'm, I'm really? in, I, I like it i like it but i know a lot i like of it i think it's very different it looks like a scanner like, darkly yeah it looks, it looks like, like a rotoscope unnatural to a natural like it looks yeah. it I don't know how to describe it. Like it looks like even even when their voices, you can hear the actors emoting, but you don't see it in like a lot of the animation. I don't know. I'm not like a big fan of it. Yeah. It was all right. I think I like the Uncanny Valley because it's a what if. Mm, that's why it works for you. you because know? this is all. Yeah. Yeah. It's all hypothetical. It's all a dream scenario well, or whatever. Not, and. They do exist. Like this is all variant shit, right? Like this is all alternate yeah. dimension. So, well, I, I don't. Mm, is it? Yeah, because the watcher says like... like he sees all realities, but he can't interject. So it's all really happening in one, in one form or the other. I think. But I mean, I thought like the premise of the watchers be like, "Yo, this is just some weird ideas. Like, what if this happened?" But not like it did happen. I think it did happen, or it does happen. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, I think that's definitely the one show that will not grab that many folk, because um, it's not going to be like you know a canonical tale of uh, continuing some grander story for a lot of people. But it might be the type of thing where Twitter goes crazy because they're you know they get to make fan art of some absurd thing uh, that is now out there, like Zombies Avengers, which I think looks pretty funny in a um, weird way. Someone in chat was like, yo, who are the watchers? Um, like the watcher and those watcher dudes, a great, a great shout out to them happened in the second. Yeah. One of the movies, Stan. uh, Stan Lee is yeah. literally hanging out with three of them. Um, yeah, they just are like ultra powerful beings who see through time and space. And they're like, uh, they kind of look like how you imagine big headed aliens to look but they're also like you know like old white dudes <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how to describe them like big headed old white guys big, they yeah have with like, the giant like cloak like a you know yeah yeah it's like their thing pop colors yeah, yeah. their thing is to just be above it all and just be like yeah. oh they're like cosmic watching entities. yeah they like watch it all happen they don't really interfere they just like take notes basically they're pretty powerful though i think in terms of a, a power scale i think they do have some actual power behind them but they don't like you said they they're called the watchers that's literally what they yeah. do <laughs> they purposely stay out of stuff right that's their whole thing right yeah um cool that's that show let's talk loki uh episode five entitled journey into mystery the spoilers can fly in chat you've been warned I felt like this episode was uh, a love letter to absurdity and Marvel comic fans and people that love to see weird shit <laughs> shine through because it was just, it was an hour of weird shit from start to finish. It was great. I'm super into great. it. Like the Thanos copter made an appearance. Throg was there. The alligator Loki, croc crocka Loki, whatever you want to call him. Like I never in my wildest dreams watching Iron Man one could any of this shit ever exist. Ever. 
on this scale. It's it crazy. was exactly. He ate hand. He ate Loki's he hand. He ate Loki's hand. He ate a Loki's a, hand. It's crazy. Like, what an amazing. Uh, the entire episode was just. It, they, it was the MCU saying, like, if we take off the chains, this is what we can do. Totally. And I loved every minute of it. It was ridiculous. It was fun. It, it, I mean, like, let's be real. If you peel apart what the episode was, it wasn't like a lot. No. But it seemed like a lot because there was so much they did in this episode that was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> I can't believe we are doing this. Um, they, you know, they didn't need to spend a bunch of money to show the sailors of the Philadelphia experiment get vaporized by a giant space dog. Right. But they did, and it was awesome. And I was like, let's keep going. So I'm excited for the next one. I hope it is even crazier. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's uh, uh, just an absurd amount of Easter eggs in this episode. Um, Thanos' helicopter, Throg, uh, King Tower, the Living Tribunal head, which was the statue that existed towards the end. Um, I never even saw Yellow Jacket's helmet. That was a thing. There was multiple Mion, uh, Mew Mews in there. I'm just going to go with that. Instead of trying to pronounce it and mispronouncing it. Uh, the Dark Aster showed up. Uh, At was, the end, yeah. Yeah. The Sphinx was definitely a reference to uh, Kang the Conqueror's potential thing that uh, vehicle that he perhaps put there I, there's a lot yeah the helicarrier there's just there's stuff all over um they had they had a, a great time with that and then with even with all that stuff they still told like a cohesive story and made characters that even though they were on screen for a matter of 20 minutes was like oh i'd watch a full thing with those people yeah yeah it was it was fantastic. Bronze, what did you think? Where are you at with uh, episode five? This episode was a triumph, and it was such a master clap. Going off. Sorry. Okay. Ah. Okay. So my apologies. Oh, you're good. But it was, I think, like such a such a master class, and like it's not the amount of time a character is on screen, but how well they're written. Because I'm going to just be honest, they got me invested in King Loki. There were definitely tears for me at the end there and i was like i've had i've spent all of 40 minutes with this character probably less and i care and yet it took wandavision for me to give a damn about wanda or vision i'm sorry like uh, throughout up until i had finished wandavision i did not care i really did not care about her and when it was like you know a vision's like i love you i was like why like, I just didn't understand why they were together. And it wasn't until the end of WandaVision that I was like, oh, I understand this relationship. Or, oh, I, I kind of, you know, fe- like have some feelings for Wanda now. And so I was like, man, it shouldn't take like three movies to to finally give a damn about a character. Even the whole scene where she's like, is this chicken paprikesh? I was like, why is this scene here? No one cares. Like, you don't even have a Russian accent half the time. But now suddenly you miss home. Like, I just, I, it was, you know, I don't know. It was just weird to me. I didn't like it. But they, I feel like they're getting really good about it. I feel like they're getting really good about not needing to take 
40, you know, like 40 hours on screen to finally get you to care about somebody and just making those establishing moments, like es- establishing them rapidly. Yeah. Can I like make a wild observation? I don't know if this is true. All right. But I feel like with Loki as a character, we've got enough screen time. We've gotten like, he's a character that's fleshed out so that when we meet other Lokis, we already inherently get them and who they are. And sure. so we can see a Loki who lived through stuff. We can see, a, but when it comes to Wanda and vision stuff, their screen time was so minimal and their characters so underdeveloped in the movies that like, when it came to their story and their life, the investment was already like, I mean, all right. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a lot of like, there wasn't a lot there. So I can understand how you'd be like, why do I care about their day-to-day married life when we haven't had any buy-in to begin with for the first X number of movies they've been in. And only now are we starting to see some emotional connection between the two. So it seems like it comes off as weird. Uh, and then in this case, we're like, we've seen Loki a bunch of times. We know who that character is. And now that we're meeting other Lokis, we already inherently get them. So when we see like classic Loki, right? When we see Richard E. Grant triumph and you're just like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it, you, you now like imbue that little bit onto like, you know, variant Loki. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what that, what that guy can do. I don't know. There's like a whole. Thing there that I'm sure someone who's like into film study would be able to tell us more about. Right. I, I, you know, based on what you were saying, I was like, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, but for some reason, I don't know that it that it's like how I felt. I don't know. It's weird. Well, it gives saying. us context, but it also the the episode was really creatively put together in the sense that we see a handful of Lokis that are doing the same and then we see these other creatures essentially that are supposed to be bound to that fate as well but rise above you know like we see them all acting to their base human natures it's established pretty quickly that these four are not like that and that's what makes us immediately bond with them it's kind of what makes us bond with sylvie too a little bit is like we know what loki i i do think it gives us more context but i do think like him talking about how he did try to change his life. He did try to be better. He decided he deserved to be alone. He went and lived on a planet. And the second he tried to change that fate, like the timekeepers came in. It also just makes you feel sad for him, like pity, but also that he didn't, he doesn't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just tragic. He's like a very tragic, almost Shakespearean character and played by a very strong actor. Oh, he really the shit out of that. Yeah. He really sells you on like how, and they just established that, like I said, this, this tragic backstory in like three minutes and you're in, you're like, they do that one, that one exposition dump where he talks about it and you're just like, yeah, no, I'm invested. I need to like, I need to see this man come up. Right. <laughs> they got you invested in an alligator because you know, this alligator's backstory already. <laughs> You know this alligator was like, I'm the trickster gator. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> the whole thing is incredible. And let me just say, to Richard E. Grant, what a great, like, I, I felt bad for this man that they threw him in the last Star Wars movie and, like, in a pointless yeah. role in a movie that sucked. And they're like, you know what, my dude? We got you. Let's let's show everyone how good you are. And I'm, like, so thrilled. Yeah. 
the he, wider because yeah, Richard Grant does a lot of stuff, but like giving him an audience to show like what a phenomenal actor he is, killed it. Killed it. Dude, he got his Gandalf so, moment. Like he truly yeah. got a <laughs> Gandalf <laughs> moment there at the end of the episode. Uh That's so good. It was it was incredible. It it, it did it was such a like the, the amount of things that that moment did in terms of like it showed Tom Hiddleston Loki like what he can actually do like how how powerful he could actually be it told the audience like okay we're upping the power level of the MCU a little bit like we're going to start doing a little bit crazy shit now we could just remake all of Asgard uh down to the smallest entity uh and just conjure that up now that's that's the power level that we're at um and then it just made you care for that character immensely right um i hope that that i i hope in some form that wasn't the last that we see of him it looked kind of finale like all i'm saying is all i'm saying is we talked about this before on imdb that man is in three episodes well there's only one for two so far that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping mm-hmm. we get a happy. I'm hoping Loki does a thing. We get a happy ending where we get to see like all the Lokis doing their own like perfect world vision kind of vibe. Yeah, I would be then, so happy with that. Chad even brought it up as well. The idea of him just screaming glorious purpose was like that alone <laughs> just had so much weight to it of like, oh shit. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of takes the word back because if we go back to episode one the word glorious purpose is almost used to mock loki like totally. oh look how stupid you are like all you want to do is subjugate other people all you want is power that's your glorious purpose you're pathetic you're weak and you know that on some level and then by episode five richard e grant you know king loki almost successfully takes back that term that's like glorious purpose is like they it basically is basically saying like I don't know, breaking the cycle, challenging authority. Things don't have to be the way they are. Uh, sacrificing yourself in the in the name of or, or or for the for the well-being of people you care about. Like the the word glorious purpose almost does a full circle to where it's cool again. Like you know, those words go out of <laughs> certain phrases or sure. slangs, like kind of go out of favor. Like it comes back around for them, where it's like now Loki can say his signature line and not look like a chump. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. It was a hell of a thing, and he did it all in like the stupidest outfit slash best outfit as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> like he shows up on screen at the end of episode four, and you're like, "Well, that looks pretty ridiculous." And then, at the end, yeah, at the end of episode five, you're like, "Well, that looks pretty ridiculous," and that's awesome, right? Like I'm into that. I'm about that. It was uh, it was great. I hope I hope that is the sorry my cat and dog are going crazy right now. I hope that's the the permanent outfit for Loki moving forward. It's not going to be. They're not going to change it. That's his outfit. But <laughs> give me more classic Loki in uh, in the show. I kind so, of like that it was baggy. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it yeah. looked like pajamas. It did not. It was not form fitted, and it was baggy. <laughs> saggy i kind of love that it was lived in is that yeah yes what are your thoughts on uh the whole like renslayer kind of like vibe uh that whole plot line with her being like 
I need to find out who's in charge. Yeah. It, in a lot of ways, that was like the least interesting aspect of the episode for me. Oh, totally. You're absolutely right. That's why um, I asked it. Like you yeah. ask it and I kind of actually forgot that like, oh, right. There's this whole TVA thing still happening in this show. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it, it depends. Like they're playing so fast and loose with like uh, setting expectations in the show, then just demolishing them and like. I don't know. You ask it, so you you definitely have a thought about it. What what do you think? Well, I mean, about it? I I have a I have an idea of where it's going. Right? Yeah. Like it seems very obvious that she leaves to go find this end of time place. That again, almost is the Chrono Trigger end of time level. It is well, comical how well, like yeah. end of time it looks. But the idea of I think she will probably be there, and our two Lokis will be there, and then. You know, Mobius will go back to TVA, and I feel like it's one of those things like by the time she gets back, it's gone. So she's like, I've got no choice and nowhere to go except with Kang. It's 100% Kang. It's going to be Kang, except probably Immortus, but it's going to be Kang in the end. It could be Immortus. It's happening. I refuse to accept otherwise. It could be Immortus, and then they'll be like, but there's another guy, and his name is Kang. It's the exact same. Doesn't matter. It's going to be Kang. I'm convinced of this now more than ever. More than ever. In that uh, castle building, whatever. I think it's probably going to be he who remains, right? Like the last TVA agent at the end of time. Um, But I think he's probably going to give you some exposition about King. And then Rin Slayer is going to end up like meeting King somehow or Mortis, like you said. I I truly believe that's where they're going because like we just, the second that I saw uh, Eliath, pop up i was like oh okay we're doing like we're doing this (laughs) let's go like there he is right that's just they're just dropping a life in here right into it um yeah i I think like kang will be a post-credit thing like a big reveal i don't don't even think they'll name kang yeah i just think they'll be like there is this dude and they'll describe him in a way that i'm sure comic fans will be like Totally. But, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be like, and then Kang shows up and he's like, do you like my purple and green outfit? I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> we'll probably just see his face. Kind well, of like, balancing I mean, the blade. Yeah. Yeah. Like I also balance a blade, but differently. I, yeah. I think <laughs> Chad does make uh, a lot of people think it's just going to be another Loki at the end of time. And like, I hope that's not what they do. It's probably likely that's what they do but I really hope it's not. That was our initial theory way back when that the, the TVA was run by a Loki run by a Loki. Yeah. But that also like the weird thing is, is that just happened in a motion picture. Like, I don't want to spoil things, but that was the plot of a motion picture that happened in the last motion picture. That's right. It was a plot of motion picture. See <laughs> those movie films. Uh, that hap- eh? <laughs> yeah. It happened in the last, Oh, I don't know. Year. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, wink, but it happened recently. And I feel like that is, you know, if that's the plot, eh, it's, you know, it's kind of like, all right. I, I just saw that, though. Well, like, it, all right. The, the thing is, there are so many references to Kang throughout this entire right. show. Yes. And like the, yes. W- w- when you go back to uh, it, it's so crazy because I feel like the MCU audience uh 
sometimes is its worst enemy when it comes to like, oh my God, it's Mephisto. It's gotta be fucking Mephisto. It's like, they see all the shit that's like not actually there. They literally put a building in there that says QENG, right? Like on Stark Tower. That is a that is a thing from the comics. Mm. <laughs> there is a fucking Sphinx that exists. Like these aren't these aren't like oh there's six things here. It's like no, this is a this is a building that has gang written on. There's Sphinx. There's so many things. Uh, like literally again. Kang is obsessed with like his own stuff, the yeah. past, the present, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like his preserving his own timeline is the whole point of his existence, but also trying to figure out a way out of it because like, you know, he knows how his end comes. So like, it's, it's, it's entirely, you know, even the idea of taking things and deleting them. And then they end up in another place that's, where it's like, well, yeah. that's the trash bin. Cause that's not the real stuff. But over here in my collection are all the good things. It makes it, it all makes sense. And if this isn't where we lead, I I mean, I you know, Renslayer is literally a direct reference. Right. There's so many things that lead to it, but it could all just be red herring shit, and we get a we get a he who remains, and then Loki is there, and that's it. And it's just yeah. a Loki variant, where it's Loki fighting Loki. They I I will say, Marvel now seeing the scenes from the trailers play out in the show marvel did a marvel thing again and where every time you there. see a trailer a great example is um go back watch the first avengers trailer yeah and in that there's the scene where like cars are just exploding for no reason and then in the movie it's because there's like literal ships blowing them up and they just didn't include the the, you know, like the cg elements uh -huh. the same thing here where in the trailer you see a car driving like rapidly towards the Sphinx. Uh, and then in the episode, literally it's like tentacle tendrils are chasing the car that are not in that clip. So if you look at some of the scenes that are for clearly the next episode, when they're in the weird, creepy house with the gold veins, um, there's like a fight going on. There's like a cool little moment and it looks like they're just there with no one. I don't know that that's true anymore, right? They can literally, they literally just take people out of scenes for trailers. So it's very clear that there's going to be something that we just are not expecting. And I'm very excited to hopefully not be let down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if like, I don't know if I'll be let down if it's not King. Cause we already know he's going to be like, he exists, right? Like they have a, they have a literal actor. Uh, I just hope it's him. an answer that like is, it makes sense in a way that isn't dumb. Like it doesn't end in a way where we're all doing the same thing we did after Falcon winter soldier. Where we're like, what was their terrorist plan? Why did they do <laughs> yeah. that? Why did they fight? Like, okay. So the like deep undercover bad guy was the person we knew all along. There was no, like, it was very obvious. Like there's a lot of that, that I hope we don't see in this show. We're at the end. We're just like, that wasn't very like all right it was fun but it wasn't I, you know fulfilling yeah i already am wondering if we were overthinking the whole second um agent thing because it's very clear renslayer has no clue what the hell is going on or who the heck is in charge and yet we had this whole theory that like she was aware it was kang and that that was the other agent that she's not telling mobius about 
And then I remember floating the idea that maybe the other agent was Sylvie, but you know, cause she was taken when she was young and trained at the TVA and then they mind wiped her. But then we found out like, no, she's been on the run since she was young. I, I think I posed two theories. One was that she'd been running forever. One is that she'd worked at the TVA until she got her freedom papers somehow. But I, I'm already wondering if we were overthinking that whole, maybe it was just a throwaway. Like she does it to make Mobius jealous. Or think, she's wiped his memory several fucking times. I was about to say, can we get real weird? Of, like, I think there's a lot of memory wipes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mobius I, is the guy. She just keeps wiping his memory and just can't explain all the other things he's done for. Obviously, that is something you can't just like throw in at the last episode and be like, that paid off well. But, you know, who knows? It's like a fun little theory. I don't want to uh, go completely off the rails in the uh, conspiracy theories, but let's go completely On this off show? The rails. <laughs> And conspiracy theories. Uh, did you? I saw someone, uh, or at least an article, was claiming, uh, and they had a lot of different references, that Mobius is a variant of Howard Stark. Did you see this? Saw it, hate it. You don't like it? Don't want it. You don't like it? No. No. Uh, no. <laughs> hate it. Hate it to the core of my being. I don't ever want to know that Howard Stark loves ski doos. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. I don't like it either. I just, I don't, I don't want him to be like, come on, Tony. On like, I don't want that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I don't think I'm into it as well. I just, I remember seeing it there. I hope Mobius is just a dude. Uh, and, and there's no like grand reveal of who he was. I hope he's just like an Owen Wilson variant and that's it. Right. <laughs> He's not even a. Yeah. He's not even like a big, big character. He's just because other variants are big actors, and this variant, you know, is yeah, Mobius. Yeah, he had. I mean, he had a phenomenal. In, in saying so little, he had such an impact on the rest of the episode. Um, specifically, like where he's sitting around the room talking to all the other Lokis. Uh, talking about the alligator Loki, he's like, "Oh yeah, he could be in it for the long con, right?" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Maybe, maybe." I love, I love my how favorite the logic theory. behind. Yes. Oh no, go for it. Mine's a goof. Mine's a chat goof. Mine's a okay. goof that... too. I was. It, I was off. just gonna say. All right, goof I off. I like that. I like that their prime or one of the justifications for it being a Loki is that he's green. Yes. I thought that yeah. was so stupid, but so good. Like where they're like, yeah. well, yeah, he's a Loki. He's green green. The horns. Like, Who put those horns on him? He did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I real dumb. Someone in chat said the people were like, well, all right, well then how is Mobius a variant? And someone in chat said he's a lightning McQueen, which is hilarious. I love the idea that that in one reality he was just a human, and they were like, "Nope, that man is a car." Get his ass out of here. That is my new head cannon. Then he's just, "Yeah, I was liking a queen." Wow, I won a bunch of races. Yeah, oh, I, that's that's it from now on. That's it's all up here. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Wow. I wonder if he has a real name other than Mobius. Mobius. Lightning McQueen. It's Lightning is canonically his name in my mind. It's, it's Owen McQueen. I think is probably his name. Wow, they call yeah. me Lightning. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite thing about the episode was the God of Outcasts. 
conversation when he says like, oh, because, you know, I, I like that they've been doing this more and more as they kind of unlock new powers for their different characters and, and kind of shift how they want to portray them narratively. I loved that in, in Ragnarok when it's like, are you Thor, God of Hammers? Or are you Thor, God of Light? I really like that because it marked a very pivotal moment where it's like, we're going to change how Thor works a little bit, you know, where this is, this is, this, we're going to heel turn a little bit here and see what Thor can really be right. instead of this idiot who throws around a hammer. And I feel like Loki got to have that moment, which was parallel to Thor's where it's like, well, you know, are you, are you Loki God of lies? Cause it kind of feels like we're Loki God of outcasts. And all we do is like tear each other apart and, and rip everybody down. And it was, I don't know, it was kind of interesting because it was like, it, to me, that mirror or that parallel was strong where it was like, oh, Thor got to be bigger and better and people have been dismissing Loki as a side character forever. I feel like this show very firmly set down a foot that was like, no, Loki is main character. Get used to it. And we're going to. Yep. Bronze, once again, you've inspired greatness. You are my muse as always. <laughs> Am I your Loki? Do I exist for you to be the best version of yourself? I mean, here's the thing. Much like classic Loki existed for our Loki to be the best version of himself mm -hmm. so that his glorious purpose, much like the Loki we know, because as we've been told by the TVA, as we've been told by TVA, Loki is like a guy who exists to make others better. That's his whole, like, that's stick. who he's supposed to be, right? His crappiness makes others better. And in this case, confirming Loki is the main character, another Loki sacrifices himself yes. for him to make yes. him the main character of the story. True. Fulfilling his glorious purpose. Yeah. Ba -ba -ba Bam. It's true. Good Which point. means we're also getting a Loki that's the best version of himself. Like the Loki we're getting is on the backs of the sacrifice or the back of the sacrifice of another Loki. And this is going to be the best version of himself. So, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's like Marvel's very firmly saying he's main character. Yeah. Well, and they're used to it. They're leveling them up, right? Like there was in. Uh, was it episode? Yeah. Episode three. He stops a fucking skyscraper from falling. Right. Like we've never seen Loki do boy, anything. Do I still, boy, am I still suspicious? I'm super. Sus. I'm very suspicious super because sus this, that moment. I don't know if that was just a graphical rendering, but the smoke definitely like goes back it in. It definitely on goes back inside yeah, of it. Yes, weird. that's a little I weird. Just, that, that's uh, yeah. I, that was a little strange to see. But if 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 we come out of this show and Loki is able to, you know, do what classic Loki did on some form, he can also stop like skyscrapers from falling. He can also enchant people, or maybe they just let that be Enchantress's thing. Um, like that's a lot of that's a lot of like leveling up for old Loki. Okay, so you think she's gonna be Enchantress too? Because I this is my I think theory. Gonna I think they're gonna Enchantress. keep them both. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, same. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna keep them both because that just why get rid of one of them? Because some people have been saying, well, Sylvie's gonna be the new Loki, and I was like, well, Hiddleston has said he wants to do it. Hiddleston is perfect in that role. They'll just be two Hiddleston characters. Yeah. Deserves to do that role. I think them even establishing this relationship with Sylvie is like, well, I think they're going to keep them both. And I think they're just going to call her Enchantress. That's going to be her name. 
because she doesn't even like being called Loki. So they've already sown that seed. It's not like yep. one has to give up their name. She doesn't even like it. And it also falls in line with like, because I mean, some people are going to be like, well, that's not the character from the comics. Yeah, but one of the versions of that character literally gets her powers just because Loki gives them to her. And I think this character just has more agency and is cooler. Yeah. Well, plus it sets up for the joke in a world, in, a, in an MCU world where jokes are kind of half the the point of all these movies. Uh, it sets up for the joke that, of course, the only person that Loki could fall in love with is himself. Right? <laughs> like That's mm-hmm. all they're going to joke yeah. about. Uh, but I don't... Here, let me ask you guys this. Do you think they're going to make it like a romantic relationship between the two of them i thought i thought it was made very clear in this past episode that their feelings were like they transcended that like the doing it vibe and more like you're the only person i like i trust you and i care about you and it seemed like one of those like like uh like very good friend vibes or like almost family vibes like that's what i got out of it and even though they had like the like we're both under the blanket scene, it seemed very much like they're like in a like a, a non-sexual soulmate situation. You know what That's I mean? What like I'm they thinking. were perfect for each other because they are each other. And it isn't like now we're gonna smooch at the end. It was like, no, like we get each other on a level that it's like twins, that kind of vibe. It's like where they're twins. like, you know, they think, it's yeah. that twin love. I think- yeah i think the two actors are very attractive and have good chemistry so i think the audience is left kind of like being like what which i mean happens but it's a it's almost like a scully and Mulder effect you know a little bit where you're just like god there's two such good looking people that work so well together why is scully dating other people you know it would be like scolder and molly if they were somehow cousins (laughs) yes right yeah (laughs) Like they give those vibes on camera. The way I interpreted it was that earlier in one of the scenes, or I think like right before they're like underneath the blanket together, he says something like, I've betrayed everybody I've ever loved. Mm. And he's, I feel like Loki, when he does truly love somebody, doesn't know what to do with that. Sure. You know? And I think even now he has feelings for her. He likes her. This is the only person that he probably wouldn't betray, right? But I think like in class, it's almost like it felt to me like two D&D characters going on a date. That's that's what it felt like where mm. they're both like, I don't know how to navigate this. I have feelings. This is a little awkward and a little cute. And all the other players at the table are just there taking a short rest at the campfire with Mobius and an alligator. And it, that's what it felt like to me, where it's like two people that are like, I don't know what to do with this because I've never known what to do with this. Yeah. I don't know where I think they'll that's take like it. A universal, that's like a universal vibe, though, that, you know, if you mm-hmm. ever meet someone that you're like truly into, you're so worried about like not screwing it up that you're like, oh, boy, I'm screwing this up. Yeah, I think like <laughs> everyone kind of gets that. And uh, I... Yeah, I I don't know. Like the vibe I got clearly, like everyone else, I was like, oh, the the thing, the like crazy, you know, temporal thing is like, oh, these two Loki's fell in love. But I wonder if it's just like something as simple as like Loki learned to trust. You know, like that kind of like a very like children's book version. It's like, and he learned not to be a dick. The end. His heart grew three sizes that day. Like, I don't know. We'll see. They might also just leave it open-ended and not answer what happens between the two of them. 
or he, what, I mean, what, he did what, ask her to like go on an advent like is when this is all over do you want to like maybe hang out sometime i've been there oh loki i've been there <laughs> lord you want to like maybe get, go and get a like go get lunch maybe sometime sounds like kermit oh turn, turn into a kermit yeah well, Kermit yeah. is green, so it's therefore true. Kermit right. could also be a Loki. I think Kermit is also a Loki. Yeah, right. Did He's you very, see almost classic Loki? They were this close to being the same. Speaking of everything in that, oh, Kermit world yeah. void, whatever. <laughs> being a uh, Jesus, being a Loki. Did you see people trying to say that that car was a Loki? What? <laughs> yeah, they, they were pushing for that car was a was a Loki. I just, what do you mean? I, that the car was a Loki. It was a Loki what car. What does that mean? I don't know. It was what a Loki car. What does that car. mean? I don't, I'm not, I didn't start this theory. That was, I just saw theories. It was a Loki car. What? You can't just say, hey, remember that thing? Lightning, was I didn't read past that. Is this a Lightning that. McQueen thing again? No, or? no, I didn't read past it because I was like, that's is this absurd. Like an, is it like an Owen Wilson, Hiddleston kind of thing? Maybe. Maybe. Like, like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. It was because the license plate said GRN is green. I don't know if you guys saw that, but the license plate was GRN. But the car itself was yellow, right? It was. It was like it was a cab, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a pizza truck. Didn't it have like a pizza thing on it, the top? It of had it? a pizza thing, yeah, in the top center. Um someone in chat says the license plate is a reference to the writer of Loki. The writer, Michael Waldron? Yeah. Or the writer of oh, that the, specific... Oh, the, the original writer. Oh, okay. The license right. plate was GRNW1D, which is Grinwald. Right, okay. Which is, I guess, who Mobius is? Maybe modeled after or something? I don't know. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. I don't know why that car was there. Thanos um, copter? People, yes, the Thanos copter was. Yeah, people who were asking about the Thanos copter, look, the 60s were a wild time, y'all. <laughs> should, should I just read alive. the full... Maybe I should just read the full synopsis <laughs> of the Thanos copter for everyone. Should you? Should you let people know that one time Thanos was like, I'm going to rob a bank, see? Nah. Like, there was a time where Thanos uh, was not well-developed. He, doesn't he just drop the reality stone? Yeah, the cosmic cube. Or, well, yeah, it's, it's not the reality like, stone. It's cosmic cube. They're, they're different entities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like... Yeah. Oh, Thanos, no, the comic Thanos copter. If you can find a picture of oh, Thanos yeah. in his copter, it right it's here. so funny. It's real absurd. It's, it's just a helicopter that says Thanos on it. Like that's all. And he's like hanging out the side, like yeah. too big for the helicopter. It is. Yeah. It's real incredible. Uh, let me make sure this is going to work. Okay, great. Here's Thanos copter. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's real dumb. It's real. How dumb. did he fit that. in there? <laughs> Even as like a solid cat joke. <laughs> well, no. The the reason there's a cat joke is because uh, the Thanos copter was briefly used by Thanos to attack Hellcat while trying to well, obtain the cosmic cube, which she was currently holding. Right, right, right. And of course, he didn't have he didn't have his gauntlet and any of the Infinity Stones. So how else is he going to travel? He yeah. can't just warp places. Yeah. He needed a helicopter. Yeah. 
Uh, there's you also can't fly. <laughs> it's true. You can't. There's also an I alternate love the fact reality that he branded version. Branded it. Where Why Thanos? Branded. I don't know. I mean, how do you know it's a Thanos copter unless it has Thanos on the side of it? Why does he need people to know that he has Thanos? <laughs> That's just egotistical. Uh, Imagine the the body shop he went to getting that custom paint job, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like put Thanos yeah, on the side. Just, <laughs> you want me to just like put it all, all up on the side? You got a font you want? Like I'm imagining the vulture. I'm imagining. Look, are you? Fucking... Are, are you sure you want it yellow? Like I mean, I got plenty of colors. Like a yellow helicopter does stand out, and I don't know. Like, is it because it matches the armor? I'm just... sure you don't want blue or purple. Like I got a million colors I back mean, here. Th- this is all a fictional story. I want to know the real story in the writers' room. It's like, let's give him a helicopter. Oh, the, Whoa, what the do you real mean? story? <laughs> the writers' room. Bob, what do you? I'm, I, I don't know. Bob, what do you mean? I don't know mean? what it could have been. A Thanos. Yeah, just give him a helicopter and put Thanos on the side. All right, so he's like, okay. Oh, so all right, Thanos. <laughs> okay, so Thanos has a helicopter. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. That's 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 that was the writer's room story. Oh my god. Uh there's also an alternate reality version in the Earth 616 Prime Marvel Universe where Thanos picked up Deadpool in the Thanos copter after he had hired the mercenary to steal the cosmic cube for him. So that's also another version that exists. That was in uh where was that at? That was in Deadpool uh, Volume 5, number 45. Here's the thing. Deadpool makes perfect sense. If I was in Deadpool, I would have Thanos Copter. But this is like actual. This was a comic where he showed up. And he's like, hold on. I got to watch out for power wires. Like power lines are going to get me if I don't. It was a different time. It was you know, a different time. We're on thanos copter but i just had tinfoil hat moment oh god go on i'm gonna show another picture of a thanos copter while you're doing this so classic loki talks about this way in which he was able to fool thanos into thinking that he killed him and then he retreated to another planet yep what if that's an easter egg that the og loki did as well and now we just have two loki's and one of them has not gone through the character development that our Loki has gone through. So there's still a bad guy Loki. Could be. I also took that a different way as, and they've, they've done multiple. Also, I'm just, sorry. I just, he had, Thanos says, it's me, Thanos. And he's in a copter that has Thanos on the side. That's just great writing. That's just hilarious comedic writing. Right my favorite part I is you know it was the other mad titan. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part is that you know he has to shout over the rotary blades. It's like Deadpool! Hey Deadpool, it's me! Over here, it's me, Thanos! Oh god. It's great. It's great. It's real dumb. Um, I like that he's waving. Yeah. It's me, Thanos. Yeah. Hey bro. It's real dumb. It's real dumb. <laughs> He uh, looks like he's here to pick him up from his mom's and take him to the roller skating rink. He does not look like he's here to kill Deadpool. He 100% looks like, hey, you know, like he's pulled up outside on the curb, doesn't want to go inside and talk to Deadpool's mom. Come get in the copter. Let's go get pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I My wish... mom said not to trust strangers. Sorry, Thanos. There you go. There you go. 
Um, Bronze, I, I took that moment when uh, Classic Loki was describing how he tricked even the Mad Titan, right? Uh, that he was dead. I took that as foreshadowing for how they're going to get Loki back into the actual MCU because he's... I, I think what happened in the MCU was the result of the current Loki from the TVA getting back into the MCU and tricking that Thanos into thinking that he actually killed him. And that's how they're going to move forward with it. Um, but we've also, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe that version, maybe that version of Loki dies that then Loki just appears afterwards and like, surprise, I didn't die. Right? Like maybe that's how they handle that. I don't know. He's definitely going to be in that next uh, Thor movie. So we'll just have to see. There was a lot of things in this episode where you can start to apply them to the greater MCU world and start to think like, well, how's that going to work? How's that going to do? Yeah. I mean, again, we've said it a million times. We'll say it again. Loki is currently alive in the movies, so Loki can show back up in the movies. I This is like one of those prequel things where I, you know, I'm not worried for Obi-Wan Kenobi because I know he's showing up in another movie in the future. Yeah. So... Technically, Loki is alive. We all saw him get an out in Endgame. So the casual viewer, to them, they're like, oh, there's a Loki out there. So he can logically show up again in the next movies and be fine. So, yeah, I think, you know, even though everyone's like, it's an online theory that Loki's going to, like, I feel like it's a pretty certain thing that we're going to see a Loki in a movie again, whatever Loki that might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking if the final Loki survived, it could be a villain. Oh, I mean, yeah. I hope that's I hope that's not the villain that we're going to see in the next episode, but it felt very like. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think that would kind of diminish his actions. In it a would lot of ways. suck. Yeah, it would freaking suck. Yeah. But I had that thought just now where I was like, oh, God, I hope they don't do that. I think it's. I think they're gonna go inside that building. It's gonna be he who remains. He's gonna drop some knowledge about the TVA and like someone trying to take over the take over time and conquer time. And I don't know what the final scene is. I don't know what the behind this or the the post credit scene is. But I gotta think that Kang's gonna pop up somewhere, right? Can I ask you a question? Uh huh. Do you think? Just you know. For budget reasons. The reason why the last couple episodes have looked really good for Loki is because they're just reusing the Snoke like CG for <laughs> He Who Remains. Because go look that character up. Looks ex- It looks like Snoke from Star Wars. A like bit. a dead ringer. <laughs> oh yeah, this, like, is, this is just a, a long forgotten character that was used yeah, in another world. <laughs> just Andy Serkis shows up and it's like, well yeah, obviously. Uh, he was on screen and money. died for about two seconds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. he had be. no character no backstory now he gets one you're welcome everyone like, i don't know uh it, it's i would also be a little disappointed if we got that like, like the truth like the you know the whole like well there's an old ass guy and he has been here forever and he's the last person to witness the end of time like he exists to see the end yeah and that's you know i don't know what that does as a like for the show to include that character, unless it's revealed that that character is like the oldest living Loki. But even then, what kind of plan is that? 
Like, I'm so old, I wanted to stop all the Lokis from Lokiing for I don't what? Think, like, there's got to be a reason. I don't think it's a Loki. I think it's just a dude. But why prune Lokis? Like, why prune Lokis? Like, there's, they, I don't, you know what? I don't care what the ending is as long as they just give us that answer. Why prune Lokis? <laughs> Yes, as long as they just say like I think that why answer already sh- exists though, right? Like does it? Well the 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 Is grand Loki survive. But like oh that's not an answer. That's like well, they, they say they... it multiple times though. They're always like, Oh, Loki survive. I feel like they're like pesky. They're annoying. They're impossible right, but to get why, rid of. Why why is that annoyance on a grand design of a like you know, not just like a lifetime, but like a geological lifetime of like the universe, a galactic lifetime. Why at the end of existence is it so important to be like, thank God we got rid of those assholes. Well, I don't, like, why? I don't think it's necessarily the fact that they're just pruning Lokis. I mean, they prune everyone for like the quote royal timeline or whatever. I think that it's Lokis that are getting pruned a lot more than other people. One, because that's kind of the focus of the show. And two, it's because it's the God of mischief who's like always fucking shit up. Right, and like why, he's, he's always getting outside the one of his time boundaries. Line. Like, there's, there's that, a lot. Basically, what, there's a lot of questions we need to answer. To is why the one time? Yeah, exactly. Um, because, like, why, why is the timeline where the Avengers go back in time and all this crazy shit happens and people that clearly should be like variants are not variants? Uh, why does that? You know, why is that the case? Why is that the the thing? And, and the simplest answer is Kang, right? Because that's yeah. his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like his whole thing is to set up the perfect timeline for himself. Right. Which makes sense. But if they explain it another way, I hope it's a way that is enjoyable to, you know, uh, an audience as a whole, at least. And everyone's like, oh, you know what? Because let's be real. The last two shows have set up like, oh, man, it's going to be real weird. I can't wait to see what happens. And then it was like, and Wanda discovered that she's stronger than (laughs) she could imagine. And then it's like, and Sam discovered that he has the inner strength that is stronger than he could imagine. It Like, the payoff was, like, on a character level. Like, great. I'm so happy. Like, that was fun. It was cool. Right? We got a great scene where two visions had, like, a like a debate off, which was fun. But, like, it wasn't. You make it, it wasn't sound like, so stupid. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, I don't want it to be stupid in this show. Like, I'm invested in this specific show in a way that I was not for the first two. Yeah, and I'm agree. like, I need something good. Or I'm going to be that guy who was like, it wasn't even Mephisto. They gave us so many clues. I'm going I'm to be that guy. I'm letting that thing you know. That you hate, right? <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I'm, I, it, it, and we can kind of use this uh, as somewhat of a uh, jumping off point to, to go into Black Widow. But in a lot of ways, this most uh, recent episode of Loki, and I guess kind of the, full, the season at large of Loki, like it's the type of weird that makes everything else boring and mundane. And so when I'm just seeing like two people fighting and throwing punches at people, I'm like, yeah, but wait, what if they just created like a copy of Asgard and that's how they defeated this thing, right? Like what if, what if, uh, what if they, uh, you know, jumped in a timeline and went back in time and then came back and it was like a, a, a kid black widow fighting a, a full grown black, like that'd be pretty funny and cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's, it's made everything uh mundane, turn into a little boring in some ways uh with how crazy this is this has been sure. um and it's definitely made me think that there's kind of this split in the mcu of 
you know, uh, James Gunn kind of did it first, and I think Taika did it after that. And now you're starting to see it with Loki as well, of like, people are going weird, right? And then there's the other part of the MCU that's like, no, this is very much grounded in reality in a lot of ways. Well, I think I think that's very smart on their behalf to have those to have two different two types. Versions. Yeah, because the more grounded stuff remains grounded because it doesn't go too crazy, right? But the wacky inter, like intergalactic, interdimensional. When you give it a bit of humor, when you give it like a, it's way out there, so just get ready. It's gonna be we're gonna even be making fun of well, it. Well, the characters in our own even show. say like, "There's there's an alligator Loki." Okay, that's not the weirdest thing. I just believe that, right? <laughs> yeah, and when and when you can set that up, you can then set up the viewer to be like, "Okay, I know what I'm in for," and then they more easily accept the utter nonsense of like, "Well, we're going to brain hack a giant." a cloud dog and open a portal to the end of time like when you think about it that's nonsense it's utter but you sit there the entire time like he did it (laughs) (laughs) oh shit they're gonna i can't wait to see what this is right and you like buy in and here we are being like that was the best damn episode of the entire thing that was so cool and it is also the most ludicrous nonsensical insane stuff marvel's ever done yeah and and you know I, I that's how they sell it to you and i think that's the same way with guardians being able well you, uh, he's a planet you know like you know he's a planet that rides on the back of a ship like some sort of bucking bronco that's right and they can sell that idea to people and they make it cool and fun that a man whistles and murders with his whistle arrow right like you they can they can sell insane ideas by making it goofy and uh, you know, you can sell the idea of like, well, of course, a giant fire giant is going to blow up an entire island planet uh, because, you know, this is. And then you have to, like, bring it back down to Earth where it's like, yeah, well, OK, so there's still Earth stuff and there's, you know, Earth got Earth problems and all these superheroes that can, like, shatter universes got other problems that are a little bit bigger than, like. My name is Boris Bad Guy, and I have made a bunch of bad people, and you better watch out, America, right? Like, on a galactic scale, who cares? Right. But thankfully, there's like, don't worry, we have no powers, team, and we're here to help. And that's, you know, it's fun, too. It's all right. Yeah. I, I Someone mentioned Doctor Strange. I, I think in some way, he's also the the kind of glue that bridges those two worlds right like doc dr strange can bring the the normals to the craziness and can also bring the craziness to the normals right um so it's an interesting thing to uh to think about but we didn't mention him by the way kid loki are we are we on board everyone on board kid loki wants to oh yeah yeah okay good i like i like kid loki yeah they kind of dropped the whole like yeah i killed thor then they were just like oh and then that's it. They didn't really like expand on that whatsoever, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I like how that's enough to make him king. Those three things <laughs> alone, like I killed Thor. Oh, well, that's the, okay. This is the king. Oh, right. yeah, then I, yeah. I guess you should just be the leader then. Yeah. Also, what uh, I what was the sword that he gave him? Is that like a classical Loki sword that he handed him at the end? Or is that just a normal flaming sword that was like, here's a flaming sword? Is that supposed to, like, I'd never seen a reference to that in the comic or anything. Do you guys have any idea what what that was? I've I've only seen a reference to a flaming sword in, like, Doctor Strange. So I don't know if it's going to be something that, 
like an artifact they're gonna pull from something else but yeah people are saying it's loki's classic sword in in like Let's actual see. mythology or in like comic mythology oh i thought someone just like typoed no it's actually called leva 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 tan <clears throat> i guess is how you would pronounce that is is it leviathan leviathan like leviathan maybe maybe um let's see it's possibly loki's most powerful weapon it's already shown in oh wow yeah it is 100 percent leviathan is it is yeah it is kid loki's like it's in the comments his little blade yeah i'm looking at it they had it they had it in loki agent of asgard that's what i'm looking at right now yeah he gets it from this other mythical warrior, but I don't think it does anything particularly special. Like, I don't think it, I think it, I'm pretty sure it's just I'm trying to remember this uh, lava team <clears throat> lava. I got to know how to pronounce this like lava team lava. T- uh, it doesn't matter. This article <laughs> says obsessed. the blade proves capable of cutting through almost anything save Mew Mew itself. And Loki can phase it onto a different dimension so that Thor cannot shatter its metal. He even uses the blade as a spellcasting focus, casting his magic through it as a callback t- uh, to its possible interpretation as a wand. The use is especially fitting for a spellcaster such as Loki. Um, trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, Norse legend tells of the blade's role <clears throat> in slaying the monster. <laughs> oh, God. The monstrous rooster, Vjolnir, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's Uh a monstrous rooster named Vjolnir, apparently. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. I guess we'll see. Oh, yeah. Wow. It says that... um, It's it's the cock slayer. Yeah. I mean obviously but it says that uh it could be a some sort of projectile weapon a sword a wand like basically based on translation and so yeah oh interesting so yeah i mean i guess comically and the marvel universe it's pretty accurate for for you know what it is yeah apparently in old norse it uh it means damage twig that's what that is some that is norse as hell it's the damage twig bring out the damage twig <laughs> beat beat stick yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is <clears throat> yeah. the old beat stick yeah it's me my damage twig hmm. All very, right. it was a very harry potter moment by the way yes that scene where he like thrusts his sword and it catches on fire i was like that's a harry potter shot is what that is when they were driving the goddamn car in the middle of the like moss field i was like harry potter driving this car like what the (laughs) what is happening is there about to be a giant tree they're gonna have to like deal with here in a second (laughs) what's going on here uh yeah i think it was the color grading yes it was the color grade 100 you're 100 correct but he does still have that weapon he Moving does. Forward, yes. He still has yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Well, he used yeah. it to, still potential to get Elias' awesome. attention when he like lit it yeah. a flame. Yeah. But he yeah. still got you know that's one of those like thrust it into the heart of the villain kind of. Like, it's gonna be great. I'm excited. 
Yeah. Well, now that I'm thinking about it too, uh, Agent of Asgard is kind of like the 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 twist of Loki, where he's trying to do good. Um, there's like a an all mother or something like that. I'm trying to remember, and he's like trying to basically clean up his act in order to get his actual body back. I think is what it is because he's like in this younger body, and then then you know a hilarity ensues as. He comes back to Midgard and everyone hates Loki and he navigates that. But he, the, the important thing to note here is in the comics, he gets it when he's on a trajectory to become better. And it's like going from a backstabbing weapon, from a weapon of treachery, where they've literally brought up like how he stabs people in the back, how everybody he's met, he's stabbed in the back, going from a dagger to a heroic weapon, like a sword. I think imagery wise, like it's definitely a, a sort of like a a transition in the MCU, in my opinion, where they're like, this isn't going to be the backstabby, slimy character that we've seen in the past. You know, he has a flaming sword. Now. He's he's kind of heroic in a lot of ways. So it's there's like some nonverbal storytelling happening there as well. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for whenever Thor sees Loki again, and he's got like. He's, a he's, girlfriend he's, and a he's flaming dating sword? himself and he's got a flaming sword and thor's just gonna say something real stupid and it's gonna be a great interaction between the two of them i'm very excited for whenever that happens um the last thing here is this random uh but before we move on have you seen this theory that i think started on the old tiktok <clears throat> regarding the infinity stones so they go to state that the infinity stones are influencing uh and are inspiring kind of the storytelling in each episode um it's pretty well thought out in the sense of if you think of the color grading so far of the episodes the first episode was the soul stone uh the entirety of the tva is tinged with an orange and Loki goes through a checkpoint that would obliterate him if he didn't have a soul. Episode two, the reality stone. When Sylvia appears, the lighting shifts to a stark red, just like the color of the stone. In that moment, Loki questions his own reality as well as the reality where Sylvia is coming from. Episode three, the power stone. When Loki and Sylvia are on Lamentus, they are surrounded by purple tones. This is the episode where Loki and Sylvia discuss and display their various powers while coping and uh, with being powerless, powerless to the TVA and the apocalypse. Episode four is the Mind Stone, uh, has a lot of gold tones, and it's the episode where Mobius and Hunter B-15 come face-to-face with the mind control and brainwashing the TVA has put them through. Episode five was a bluish tinge, which would signify uh, the Space Stone, as it depicts Loki's transportation through uh, an alternate New York and the few shots Interesting. and everything, leaving the Time Stone for the finale. I hadn't even thought of that. Interesting. I don't know what that means, though, because unless it's just like, oh, yeah, the, they're inspiring of this. But kind of. I don't know. I don't know the why. I like the setup, but I don't know the why. Right. Maybe there is no why. Maybe it's just a coincidence. <laughs> Maybe it's just a coincidence. That's just how they decided to theme it. Yeah. I mean, that could very well be it. Um, mostly because, you know, Loki was killed 
by the Infinity Gauntlet being choked out by it. So maybe like I don't know. I have no clue. Who knows? I'm gonna. I also feel like the oh, if you if you're a robot and you get destroyed, then I feel like that's a very weak connection to Soul. Whereas the other setups make a lot more sense narratively. Right. There's some weak threads in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That would be kind of wild if they somehow rope all that in into a big thing. They, they got a lot to do this next episode and this final episode. They got, they got a lot to cover. They're going to have a giant exposition dump probably with whoever lives in the castle. Probably going to be he who remains. But then at some point, like, they have to introduce a villain, right? Like, is the villain the TVA still? Like, I don't... They're, they're kind of, in a, a couple ways, just, like, leaving the TVA behind by going to wherever this is and sending Mobius to go, like, dismantle it, right? So, I don't know what the the next episode does in terms of where we where we leave it. Do they just mm-hmm. give a temp pad to Loki and Sylphie and they're like, all right, we're going to go peruse time and see what happens. <laughs> And that's, they just pop up on the rest of the MCU. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that could be something because Sophie specifically says, or sorry, Sylvie specifically says, um, I, I don't know. She's like, I've never had family. I've, all I've done my entire life is run. Yeah. I don't know what to do at the end of time. And he's like, well, maybe we'll figure it out together. I feel like it's going to end with them. Like being able to manipulate the timeline somehow or being able to look on the whole timeline. And I feel like he's going to say like, well, you know, like, let's figure it out together. And I think that's where it's going to end. That's my theory. That's also where my, that's my heart is. That's where mm. My heart is. Well, let's, let's do uh, theories then for what this final episode does. Jesse, the big brain theory is coming together. I can see the. I'm, I'm trying to think, <laughs> did we get the scene? Where Loki is in, like from the trailer where Loki's in Asgard and he like stands up and there's a whole audience before him. Have we seen that in this show so far? No. Which is it, it could be one of those scenes that they just throw in the trailer to like mislead the audience. It could also be the thing where there's missing other aspects of it. It could also like maybe maybe instead of Loki standing up there, maybe that's Kang standing up. Maybe maybe it could easily just be like one of those like temptation vibes of like you can do this if you just yeah. yeah if you let me not if you don't kill me this can all be yours and you know one of those like i'm in your head now you big idiots i don't know <laughs> i don't or you know what my ooh. theory is you know how they throw him into that time loop to soften him up what if they throw him into that time loop to like kind of reprogram him like he's made all of this process, like all of this growth, all of this, you know, even that entire conversation with Sif where he's like, yeah, I know I'm going to die alone. And he goes through all this character growth. What if they put him somebody, maybe even if it's Renslayer, because we know she's going to be there for the last episode, puts him in a brief time loop where he's sees everything he could have if he complies. Could be. Because it definitely feels like a, like a temp pad type of thing, like a yeah. loop de loop. I mean, he, he could say like, hey, what if your mom doesn't die? What if your dad doesn't die? What if you don't die? 
I'll tell you how to do all that. I'll tell you on the timeline what to do. If you just can I blow your mind? Can I really mess your heads up? All right, let's do it. Then we're gonna move on to Black Widow. <laughs> it's Richard E. Grant. What at the end of all it's 100%, of one hundred percent even though I want it to be Kang, what if it's old Loki? That's what Bronze is saying, yeah. But I mean like like it literally that that like it is that character. Like exactly that character. Not sure how. I don't know why, but like it is 100% just old Loki who is credited for being in three episodes. It would make sense if that, because there's an old Loki who survived and then he got screwed up. There's another old Loki. And so we get to see Richard E. Grant just be evil now. And we get to see his backstory of why, like, like instead of running and hiding, his thing was, I'm going to go, I lived and I'm going to like change my fate because I'm tired of, you know, all, like, I don't know. I have no clue. Like, so what you're, if saying, that's- you're saying that the the scene that we have seen in the trailers that has not shown up yet of Loki standing up in the gold room is Richard E. Grant character as a different Loki who grew old because he succeeded and got everything he wanted. And now he's yeah. the last living person at the end of time because he conquered the universe or something like that. Loki's don't die. He conquered everything. He won everything. And now he's there at the end of time. And he's like, you know, just a bitter ass because he won everything. But in the end, like, what did he win? Like that kind of, he's just, yeah. I don't know. And and why I mean, hire a new actor to not, play that character? Yeah. It's not as crazy as you think, because that is the, that is the big plot line in agent of Asgard. He's fighting against this person. He doesn't know who it is. And at the end, it's him. It's classic Loki. And it's he's so much more powerful than this Loki is. So right. it's, not, it's not impossible, especially given how we've seen how powerful this character is, how cool he is, how cool he can be, rather. I think like that would, it wouldn't be horrible. I, I guess, don't think but. it's the same character. I just think it's the same actor playing a different Loki. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. but it's one of those things where you as the audience get yes, to see old Loki. He's kind of goofy and he's kind of like, you know, and and he he's like a fan favorite and then the next episode it's like, "Oh, this is what the real version of it, the one who like didn't this is spend the, yeah. a lifetime alone. This is the one who got everything. This is like the Loki who got everything he ever wanted. This Loki he never Prime. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. like the and he's a and he's terrible. Like he's the terrible person, and could be. This is like what happens when Loki is the main character from the start and has no, you know, like you know that kind of vibe. Where it's like he didn't have to go through anything. He just won constantly, yeah. and he always got to live. And so now he's like, you know, he he runs the TVA. And the reason why, it probably is one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, I made it the TVA so I could, I could win and I could control time and control everyone. And like that's the easiest win of all, is to like. Well, and this is anything. also the timeline where Thanos gets nuked. Is the timeline they're trying to preserve, right? Right, where yeah. Thanos dies because he couldn't do that himself, etc. Which is yeah. a Kang. That's a Kang story as well. That like he couldn't actually mm-hmm. fight Thanos, so he got the Avengers to do it type deal. Yeah, and that's why you would allow allow the Avengers to go through time and like do their time heist because you're like, well, um. In, I mean, like, it's a perfect, it's a perfect Loki plan. The idea of like, well, everyone thinks I'm dead. They saw me die. And then I just allow the Avengers to kill the guy before it happens. And then I get to continue being in the background, 
doing my shenaniganry while all of them are like, you know, not knowing that I'm here and I get to slowly rule the cosmos. Like it's a perfect plan. And that's why a, a Loki stealing the Tesseract is like, oh, that guy, get that guy. So then with all that said, is the post credit scene a king in the year 3000 putting on some weird fucking outfit and like walking out the door and he's not necessarily like bad king yet <laughs> I, I mean god look i want kang but like i'll take an evil loki but like also it doesn't i mean as long I, as i'm okay with either way i'm just saying like yeah. what's post credit um wait i don't know probably renslayer having nothing like imagining like her world has collapsed and the tva is gone and she's just renslayer like, becomes uh, kang they just merged. I the don't character. know that. No, that, no, that I mean, that would be weird. Jonathan Majors. Yeah. <laughs> she turns into Jonathan Majors. She's like, yes, Enough! yes. She, uh, rip, she rips off yeah. her like digital mask thing from Black Widow. Yeah, of course, because everyone can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Black Widow spoilers, guys. We're not there yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, where Thanos uh, reveals himself to be Black Widow the entire time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. What about the second She'll season? Like, tell you a I was about Kang all along. And she sings a song about how she was Kang all along. Right. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. And everyone's like, what? And I'm like, called it. It's true. I'd be into it. Well, we'll see. That airs <laughs> I on. I like that uh, face, Jesse. I mean, it was it was a proud face. A face that, like, what a great idea. <laughs> I'm just what ifing like the show. We'll discuss episode number six next Monday, the final episode of Loki and, and where that's no. going to go. To watch it. I know. No. I'm very upset no. that, that it's over. No. Or soon to be over. But the final episode should be, uh, should be good. I hope we, I hope we keep it weird. I hope that's no. the direction for that. There has to be more. Let's talk Black Widow. I'm going to cry when it's Ooh. done. I know we're about to disagree on this, but I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I feel like I felt very differently about the movie than y'all did. I mean, I'm just talking about like the difference between TV shows and movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had an epiphany about this film that I'm pretty sure it isn't really an epiphany, but like I'll, I'll start realization. Hey, if you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't seen it yet and you want to, you don't want to like deal with us. We're spoiling. Probably we'll see y'all later. See y'all next week. Have a good time. Yeah, we're spoiling. Don't, or just don't mute us and keep follow, watching. Wink. Like and subscribe and check us out where all podcasts are available. There you go. And YouTube uh, when you do watch it. That's true. Great. Jesse, your epiphany. Yes. Here's my epiphany. Um, I think I enjoyed this movie more. Not saying that I like loved it, but I think I enjoyed this movie more than I would have if it was a TV show. I think if like, cause most of the Marvel properties that are TV shows, except for WandaVision, which was designed to be like TV, you know, if we look at Falcon winter soldier, because it was like cut up into episodes, I think it plotted along at points. And if this was a TV show, I know that would have been the same thing. And I would have been like, I don't know. Um, because it was a movie and because it was like, let's go keep moving. I was engaged the entire time. Sure. Even when it got like, you know, went from being kind of like winter soldiery to now we are 
in a flying, you know, like now we're in a flying fortress in the sky kind of vibes. And you're like, all right, we've, we're off the map here. But like, I, 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 if I had to give like a summary of how I felt the entire time watching this movie, it was like, boy, Florence Pugh is great. That's it. That's my summary. That's my whole summary of the movie. I was like, the entire time I was like, I would just like more of this character. Sure. And then like the other family members. And I'm kind of over Scarlett Johansson. Like I like, I love a good Scar Joe, love a good Scar Joe, but I'm kind of like, all right, this was this nice send off, but like, I'm over it. I think this movie was designed, designed to do exactly what you just said. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was, I, you know, it was to give her a send off, give her a movie, which is kind of fucked up to be honest that like, Hey, here's your final movie. By the way, it's not going to really be about you, but it kind of will be about you, but not really. Right. Right. Um, but I, I, it was the type of thing where it's like, this is more, whoa, sorry. Everything yeah, it was like a little blowout. I don't, how are we still online? You got hacked, man. Yes. You're about to <laughs> become a sleeper agent. That was uh, sorry. The power blipped. <laughs> My ears just popped. That was oh, we all heard. Oh, we all heard. <laughs> we all heard. I'm a little bit uh, shocked right now that that just happened. Anyways. No, it's I'm, rattling. <laughs> yeah. Is everything good? Does it sound fine? Yes. Are we still live? It, okay. It I think, yeah, it looks good. I've got your stream open. It looks good. My, the generator kicked on. That was crazy. Anyways, uh, I have no idea what I was saying at that point. And now you here's were the saying that well, you were... it seems or it kind of sucks that her final send off was not her story. But yeah, yeah, passing. yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, I, the movie was like, all right, but I definitely don't think. I, I feel in so many ways that it came out at the wrong time, right? Like this movie <laughs> was delayed so long yes. that it just it came out at the worst time possible. There's a lot about this movie that. <laughs> there's you know like the again the plot is all over the place the villain is non-existent the black widows as like an organization where they're like we run the world like do you because no one seems to care about you yeah uh like a lot if anything this was a vehicle like you were saying to introduce us to three new characters that i actually kind of want to know more about like, I want to hang out with them more than I give a damn about anything else in this movie. I would have been fine if it was like, and then they went on vacation and actually didn't kill anyone and just like had a family meal, but it was like awkward. Like, that would have been much more entertaining for me than the last 30 minutes of this film. Sure. What to me is like hilarious is I thought I was going to disagree with y'all a lot because you were saying, oh, it's the best Marvel movie ever. And now I'm realizing you were being sarcastic. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't. I guess Jesse said that. I didn't. I, I, didn't, well, say I didn't say none of that. Oh. Pat, am I crazy? They were saying like, "Oh, best Marvel." I no, no, we were talking about Loki. Loki yeah, we were talking about thing. Loki. Oh my god! I thought you were talking about Black Widow, and that's no. why I was no. like, uh, "No, we were talking about I'm Loki." Have some takes for y'all today. Mm-hmm. I d- okay. Yeah. So you were talking no, about Black Loki. Widow so is like it wasn't. It I'm wasn't not- great, but it wasn't bad. It was- yeah, it was it fun was like, to watch. Yeah, I've got I've got a few gripes with the film, but I don't think it was I think bad. I have yeah. a it, it was I just... have an overall gripe with like I I don't 
I never felt like they did a very good job writing Black Widow or giving getting us to care about her to begin with. Well, she started and off I as think, like this weird sex symbol in Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> so from the very yeah, get go, yeah. Started very weird. <laughs> but then I felt they did an even worse job with Hawkeye. I'm sorry, that's just my opinion. He's got a and series. That's fine. He'll get redeemed. I think, like for me, one of the things. And I, I'm sorry to, to take it here, but I, I have to, I have to, is I get really sick and tired of them recycling any actress over the age of 35 and replacing them with a younger model because they've been doing that in the comic books for years. And it's really frustrating. Sure. I, I cause you have older guys. How old is his Tom Hiddleston's a lot older, but like it feels Richard like e. with the actresses. <laughs> yeah. But to me, and I get, oh, I know someone's probably going to call me an SJW or whatever, but it, it does. I liked seeing Hella. I, I like sometimes seeing older actresses in really cool roles. So I never, I, I'm just like, why didn't we get rid of Jeremy Renner? Why did we get rid of her? And I'm saying this as not a, as not a Scarlett Johansson fan. Right. I've said in the past, I think her acting's wooden. I just couldn't get invested in her character. I, I'm just saying, but it's like, I still think she's better than him. Sorry. Just my opinion. I no, I still I, think I, the widow character is better than that schmuck. I, <laughs> I I think I think you're absolutely right in that. Uh, you know, Hawkeye as a character in general is like you know the two char- these are two characters in a universe of people that can do amazing things that are like incredibly boring compared, and they're not well written and they aren't well developed. And the fact that there is a Hawkeye show, the fact that the, the, the bonus scene at the end of this is like, and Hawkeye, I was like, oh my God, I do not care. Like this is, <laughs> this is a plot yeah! line that I do not care about. Oh, that was uh, the one thing I cared uh, about because it's going to lead into the show and I'm excited for the well, show. Well, that, that's if, but if we put everything else in a vacuum, I'm going to be that guy. If we put it all in a vacuum, I think like a sous vide bag. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we let that thing like cook for a long time and then we grill it up later <laughs> with like right. real mark I'm, things. Yeah. yeah. But like if if we do that to Scarlett Johansson's character, I think, you know, when when I've seen her and stuff that I've been like, wow, she can act. Like she can do a great job. And I think that like with this character, they just from the get-go, like JP was talking about. They didn't know where to take her. She was that like sexy lady who was like, ooh, I'm going to seduce this guy. And and then they like kept trying to change her character and add stuff to it. And then like, is she going to bang the Hulk? I don't know. That went nowhere. And they never really had her do anything. And I think it it is wise from a story standpoint to be like, well, that character's gone. Let's introduce someone new and not have them be a mess from the beginning. And I think Florence Pugh's character, when she showed up, from the minute she showed up, I was like, I love this character. I love mm-hmm. that, like, I love everything about her. I want to see more of her moving forward. I want to see her, this character, this, like, sassy, takes no shit from anybody character, like, deal with other Avengers. I want to see all that stuff happen. And and I've never had that but thought. But she's green. About- Wouldn't it have been cooler if it was Melina? Um, I think like she's in a still Marvel there, what if scenario, like if we're going to have a new widow, do we want someone green? Who's like, doesn't have the experience with the Avengers. Do we want somebody that's like light years ahead? I think that's like, what they're going for though. Right. I think the idea of young Avengers is they're going to be like a bunch of green people. Well, right? yeah. I don't know if I don't it's going to be Black- Avengers. I think it's, it's more probably Thunderbolts, like Thunderbolts, but like, yeah, yeah. But even then Thunderbolts, like a bunch of assholes who are like, you know, not the best heroes. 
Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I agree with, with, I would, if we're talking of like, if she gets thrown into the next Avengers, it will be really silly, right? Uh, yeah, she doesn't fit. She, she definitely, but I, but, think, but who are the Avengers? This. Like there aren't what what is the Avengers right now? The Avengers are fucked. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, there is no Avengers. Or is it gonna be like an Avengers movie? Right, you're right. I think if anything, it'll be a Thunderbolts movie, is like maybe the first big uh thing. But I think if you put uh US Agent and Melina together, that's pretty funny. Like I'd watch the shit out of those two in a scene together. I would love, yeah, <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> That'd be real and, and stupid. I, and I feel like if, if we are based off what's going on. I would imagine the Hawkeye series, the way that's going to make that watchable and entertaining for me, at least, is that the Thunderbolts will be like out to get him? Question mark. Could be right. Like, well, it's that it's seems more to be the setup. Is also will probably be the, the star of that show. Look, what if they kill him off in the first episode and then it's Kate Bishop the rest of the way? Maybe. Just put that it out would, there. That would be kind of dope, but I don't think just put, do it. Jeremy Renner yeah. literally wanted his character to die. He literally is yeah, like, he's a trash like he fire, wants he like. wanted to sacrifice his character a million times. Just saying, give the man what he wants. Let him go out in a way that is like walking down the street and I just got shot. And then it's like moving on it to another a, one. It would be a little bit of a it would set the tone for the Thunderbolts just straight up killing Hawkeye uh in the first episode of that. But the goal of that show is to train Kate Bishop, and I don't think you could do that in a single episode, right? I think maybe that's like an end of the season type deal potentially. Um, but then I then you just have Kate Bishop and Yelena just like hating each other for the entirety of their <laughs> great <laughs> for great. the next like five or six movies, right? Conflict conflict is interesting. Yeah, especially especially like I mean, think about it. Hawkeye and Black Widow were like best friends to the point where like they literally tried to kill themselves to save the other, right? And then to have Black Widow Jr. and Hawkeye Jr. be mortal enemies, that's good. That's good. That's a good ass story right there. I'd watch sure. that. Sure. I'd like that'd be that'd be incredibly fun. Yeah. You're not wrong. I here's another thing too that it, about the movie that I thought was you know if you think about where we're going with phase four and these ideas of uh, different groups and kind of different if you think of like wakanda as a uh entity a, a group or or really you think of the the dora milaje or whatever as a group there's now like a shit ton of black widows out there that kind of have a prerogative of going and making sure that other black widows are like uh whatever the the serum to like remove their mind control bullshit but they're going to be doing something, right? Like I feel they're, like they're, they're sidelined, right? They, uh, they purposefully I think see them potentially come up and like maybe they're working for uh, Valentina. Maybe they're, they. I mean, that's a power group right there. But I feel like they set up in this film the whole idea of like getting the chip that had all of the locations. That map when he was like, "Look at my evil plan. I'm going to explain to you because you can't kill me." Yeah. Like the whole that whole scene where it was like. And like there's a billion little blips i feel like that's enough to keep them occupied on the sidelines that we as an audience can be like oh they're out there doing stuff but they're currently their objective is to like free all of these women from whatever they're caught up in and that's going to keep them out of the picture for a while 
potentially in a way that like they exist and if one or two are like in an episode in the background or like they show up and do kind of what the Dormelage did maybe but if anything this is just to be like okay so for the next few years or whatever this is where these they're, characters are going to be they're 100% going to show up just... in the and uh whatever the fuck it was called that happened in once the place starts with an m that was in falcon winter soldier the like yeah they're 100% going to be involved in mad report wait chat is totally wait time out chat's totally right but that was five years ago before a snap so (laughs) that snap is very complicated what a comp like so that was before oh it's not complicated most of them vanished yeah no and then they came back the snap is whatever is most uh coincidental and gives marvel the easiest out so like elena alexi Melina, all those guys were because Black Widow says I don't have a family anymore. So they're they were definitely snapped. Like they're all gone. So <laughs> in the step. But now they're back because she didn't age at all as well in that post credit scene. But anyways, Bronze, I know you're gonna say something. I I know like they were saying like, oh well, there's all these widows and they're all so yeah. effective at what they do. I didn't believe for a second that they could topple regimes because they completely destroyed the whole point of that character, which is like their, you know, subterfuge espionage masterminds yeah. be like that entire scene where she's like oh, holding on to the girl and she stabs into her thing, falls to the floor and then like tries to shoot her. I was like, wouldn't a master spy have allowed like Scarlett Johansson's character to save her and then slit her throat? Isn't that they're like putting the chip in their head renders them like basically idiots. They're all fucking idiots. Am well, I wrong, chat? They're like not even <laughs> they're not even fucking functional anymore because they're like, you know, must follow directive and they can't like and that's why Scarlett Johansson's character, that's why the Black Widow character can outmaneuver and outthink all of them because they all have this stupid chip in their head and they're brain dead. Well, it wasn't like a she chip, literally was- is holding on and she stabs Black Widow's hand so she can fall to her basically death, break her back, break her leg. And then even then, she's like, let me help yeah. you. She's like, no, so, directive. Well, and I'm I like, you're a terrible spy. You're awful. Only the Taskmaster had the chip. Everyone else was controlled through those. Well, I, like, felt, weird I felt like, bullshit. yeah, I felt like during that scene, what we were getting is she grabbed on and uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson was like holding on. She's like, hold on. And then the dude was like trying to stab her. Which is why at the end he shoots her, like he makes her shoot herself, because he was controlling yeah, her the entire. That's what I'm. Like, that's what I'm saying. It renders them that. as agents just shitty. Like well, how mean, can look, you reasonably I, believe that they they can topple regimes and they're masters of embedding themselves when they have an idiot at the control holding the controller? Like you know, just because you're playing a great, you know, you're playing the god of war, you're playing Kratos. If you put that controller in the hands of a freaking noob, that guy sucks too. Like sure. to me, it just felt like it reinforced why Natasha. There were a lot of there were a lot of dumb decisions that, in this better movie. Better than that. I, I will say the like, the worst. Thing there was this, a lot of dumb decisions. Yeah, I agree with yeah. what you're saying, Bronze. But the worst thing this movie did was Taskmaster. They, they yes, that's what atrocious. That's atrocious. I've but, like, been waiting. Why? I don't. I why don't, Marvel? I don't mind that the the origin of who uh he i say he because it's in the comics it has been who she is but 
fuck, man. <laughs> that character is awesome. And it was like, um, okay. All right. I guess that's a cool reveal. Like, is it, I, does that character pop up again? He doesn't have a, sorry. She doesn't have a drive to do anything bad or to hate the event or anything like it. I don't know. It was, I think a lot of people are saying it totally accurately. It's very Deadpool in Wolverine. Yes. Vibes. Yes. hundred percent. Where it's like, yeah, we included this character and then didn't understand the character at all. Yeah. Or we did in a way that we compromised who the character was so that we could do something different for the sake of doing something different. And it's just like, they they did them dirty. Even (laughs) even, like the very first time Taskmaster showed up, I was like, Oh, interesting. That fight on the bridge. I was like, Oh, this is neat. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this is really cool. From that point on, did none of it mattered. From that point on, Taskmaster was You mean the point utterly, where they revealed it? Who she was? No, I mean like from that I mean like after that first fight scene, when Taskmaster shows up and shoots the air from like the point where Taskmaster's like shoots the arrow under the car to like the rest of it was just like whatever. I don't I, I the bridge oh, I don't scene know. was cool, but yeah, the rest I, of it was a little lackluster. Yeah, I thought it was all fine until the the reveal of who she was. And then I was just like, I just, but I mean, like Taskmaster oh. is supposed to be Especially like because- very threatening. And that first scene is like, she cannot beat this guy. In fact, she loses on purpose. That's how she defeats him. And then the rest of the time, it was just like, I'm chasing you. I'm never going to catch up, but I'm coming for you. Yeah. I don't know. It was, de- Especially it was very much he like, a- like doesn't run. He just walks, which feels weird. It was yeah. a little Resident Evil uh, remake, right? Yeah. <laughs> of, of Mr. X just kind of like, you're fucked. Well, and I did the cardinal sin where I write a cool thing in my head. Mm. So, okay, okay. Let me give you some background. All right, here so, we go. Here we go. And this is why I hate that I have comics knowledge because then sometimes you make some cool things up and then, I don't know, my alternate ending is kind of interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the comics, Taskmaster is a character that has basically photographic memory. He can perfectly replicate things that he sees, including like diving, uh, even voices. Right. So he's really good at it. And then at some point he injects himself with this uh, bootleg version of the super soldier serum that overloads that ability. And at the cost of him kind of he has memory issues. And he has this girlfriend, Mercedes, and she's kind of his handler and his memory bank and all these things and kind of helps keep him on track. But he can like mirror people as they're doing stuff. He'll he'll follow what they're doing and incorporate it into his fight style. So he's kind of cool. It's a little bit of background. So when they did the whole like putting the mask on and he's sitting there watching videos of footage, that is very taskmaster. Yes. That's literally what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they put the helmet on and the hands go smile and that whole thing, I was like, this is Mercedes. And in my mind, I was like, what if Melina is Mercedes? And at the end of this movie, it's going to be that she took down Drakov because she just did. She wanted out or she wanted to do her own thing. And she's going to betray everyone and be like, nah, this is my husband. Oh, you're old and tubby and I don't like you anymore. Red Dawn or whatever your name is. I've always been with Taskmaster. And I thought it was going to be like the debate within the debate within the debate, you know, like the double cross within the double cross. Like you thought I was double crossing you, but really I was working with you. But really I was double crossing you because the taskmaster is my 
is my beau or whatever. And instead right. the taskmaster was Drakov's daughter. And I was like, well, and they also, I, I like <laughs> what you said much better because it ends up not being his daughter, but they also basically took that entire character and boiled it down to, Oh yeah. Uh, they, this character exists because of a computer chip. That's yes. the entire reason that yeah. they can do this. Yeah. I, I hope, I don't know. I hope well, that that character gets like redone. Like they <laughs> needed to do it where it, it was like, well, I had to put this chip in her. Otherwise she wasn't going to survive. That was my take where I was like, did they have to do this to her so she would survive? That's, that's what's weird is I thought the same thing. I thought that basically she was a zombie because she died in the explosion and he didn't want to let her die. So he made her into like a robot. And that was like version one of his weird thing that he was doing. But then at the end, she's like, I'm a little busted up, but I'm fine. I just want to go with you guys. And it's just like, wait, so she's fine. Yeah. And she's going to be like, okay. Like that's. Oh, I thought right. when they neutralized the chip or whatever that she would stop breathing because I was like, maybe she needs to yes. be told to breathe. Yes. Like I, I thought like the trauma from the explosion was like she needs this mind control to tell her to breathe and to regulate her bodily functions. And if they neutralize it, she'll die. And they were like, no, just kidding. And I was like. So. This movie. I, sorry, I, I'm going off on a complete tangent because I. I feel like this movie was in a weird place in time. They finished filming of this movie in October 2019. Um, Avengers Endgame came out. Uh, Jesus Christ. I hate my pets so much. Uh, that came out on April 22nd. Uh, I have a cat and a dog who are fighting underneath my desk and my cat is... Potentially get a jump up on the mixer and cause a bunch of problems. As you can currently hear in the room right now. And just now they're gone. Uh, <laughs> they're all over the place. What I'm trying to say is if this movie came out after Captain Marvel. It would make a lot more sense in where Marvel was writing at the time. Because coming out now, I feel like they've just gotten so much better when it comes yes. to like writing that this was definitely a product of its time and all of this shit. Um, and the fact that it came out now this is movie. just kind of like, get it out there. ScarJo's done. She wants to not be a, she, you know, she wants her send off. We, we mm. did her dirty by not actually giving her a movie until now. Um, well, and, I mean, yeah. she's not a particularly, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into the ScarJo bashing thing because I feel like I critique her too much. But she's not. She's not a particularly like compelling actress in this film. I haven't seen that much of her other work. But there's people we've had like on screen for thirty seconds, and we already like them. And I feel like she just, you know, like I said, she. We never knew her space. She's mm -hmm. always felt a little robotic, you know, and always felt like, you know. Anyways, um, in some ways that works because you know she's supposed to be this 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 super spy, but. Um, if this film had come out before uh, Endgame, I would have cared more. Totally. Dude, and imagine, imagine, you're 100% right. It. Imagine if Endgame happened with this story already in your brain. The, yes. The sequence of events that occur in Endgame would be so much more impactful 
Oh, it'd be horrifying. But yeah. instead, that scene, I was like, eh, "Who's two characters I don't care about? Flip a coin. I don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. like. Right. I was like, if it, I would rather have Hawkeye go a little bit, but you know, like, I'm not. I'm sorry. I sound so bitter. I'm sorry, Chad. <laughs> I sound so. I'm waiting for the YouTube comments. I sound so salty. Like I don't care about either one of these fuckers. Give me. I mean, you're allowed to not we? like characters. That's fine. Um, That's fine. But, I mean, uh, yeah. based on writing let's go back to writing for a minute sure i know it's not necessary i know it doesn't matter and i know they did it on purpose just to annoy someone like me <laughs> but they made a father character who was a shitty father who then realized his mistake of being a shitty father and was like i have one little bit of wisdom that i'd like to give my daughter and it literally is like, this is why she threw her, like, like, this is why she's going to throw herself off the cliff at the end. And they just, that, they did, they did, you know, like the rule of three, where like they tried it once, fail, try it twice, fail. And at the end, he's like, eh, just mess it up anyway. I hate that. I hate that there was no payoff there. <laughs> just I hate up. they purposefully were like, <laughs> oh, what a goof. I hate that. I hate I when they were just like, up the actor's oh. name but i'm pretty sure that role is only redeemed by david harbour i'm just gonna oh, be honest 100%. because in he, general he carried the fuck out of that role yeah because like the beginning of the film narratively and tonally is so like it was almost jarring to me a little bit it felt like a 90s movie well it was also horrifying like it, yeah. it's it shows child trafficking yeah. like it's it's not it's with, horrible with the it's weirdest song horrible. choice it felt like yes. I was watching a 90s rated R movie. <laughs> and, you know, like, he gets in the helicopter and he's like, oh, are you on your period? Like, oh, he's so, like, first of all, he's he heartlessly hands these girls over, knowing full and well what they're going to go through. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then he's in the helicopter. Doesn't It seems like he doesn't really care about them, which I kind of liked that narrative arc for him, where I was like, wow, he's really a piece of shit. Right, he and doubled he's like, down oh, are on you being on a your piece period? of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doubled down and, and then tripled down. <laughs> yeah and you know yelena's like no because they fucking basically gutted us like a fish you know it was horrible it was dehumanizing yeah but then they just kind of gloss over that because he sings bye bye miss american pie and he wants to be a family again like you know those three years they were pretty good right and i'm like these girls endured hell yeah one in 20 survive you didn't know that they were even gonna live it was a little weird because they were tortured uh, for me yes, I was, all over the place the I was, movie is all over the place i was laughing at the like one-off comments and the one-off jokes right but mm -hmm. it, i did that thing where i would laugh at something in a movie and then i would look over to my wife to see if she was laughing and she just was not laughing at all and i was like was that not funny <laughs> or or did i just what's going on here and i think that was a pretty telling uh exactly what you just said it was telling that like the movie was all over the place in terms of tone because you're right the opening of that movie or at least the opening montage we we're watching that with uh the 12 year old and i'm like do you understand the subtleties of what's being said here with all this imagery and i don't think they did thankfully but it was also like if they did that's gonna be kind of fucked up it made me care about her and i hate that they retconned that she killed that little girl because i was like i know this is gonna sound really messed up but i was low-key on her side i was like after what she's been through she's been ripped from the only she went through the red room was horrified by it got to live a normal life and know what she was missing 
was thrown back in, I would have blown up that asshole's daughter too. Are you kidding me? If it means I get out, and I know that sounds really messed up, but like Black Widow making it that choice, sense. Natasha Romanoff making that choice, why wouldn't you? She's yeah. been through hell. This woman has been through hell, literally, since she was a child. That, that was the one bit of okay? writing that I think was good because you you and that's her whole point is she's yeah. a monster and she knows she's a monster but like also like it that's like why would she have empathy for this child what childhood did she have but that is that is why why should she feel for drakov's daughter drakov took her ability to be a daughter and her ability to be a kid if she wants to blow that kid up who am i to judge her yeah well it, it's it's, I mean, it's the same hell. reason it's the same like character choice of um it's it's the reason why she stays behind uh, to get to like save all the other. It's like it's a motivational thing. It's the redemption. Yeah, yeah. it's the reason yeah. why she stays behind to get all the other girls is because of that one choice. And I, I like from a writing standpoint, I get it, but it's like really dumb that that's like. But the girl lives, and now she's a killer. Say, I guess too. Here, here's what I'll it. say. <laughs> I was like, no, this let movie, her live in that. Like she killed that little girl, not like oh, well, she's alive now, movies. and you forgave each other. Right. This movie is two movies. And the turning point is when they go to the prison uh, to save uh, uh, David Harbour. Alexi. But like yeah. everything, be so like everything before that, I will, I will honestly say, from the way the movie, from like the moment it started, where they're like in the Midwest, literally in a town that looked like where I grew up, and they like have to go on the run, and there's a shootout on like a plane, and then like the rest of it is basically two sisters, and they're almost like. I don't that relationship I loved. I loved Florence's character. I loved watching them. Like that chunk of the movie before they then and when got everything else. It was a different movie. I loved that film. Yeah. That was like very down to to like on the ground level of what Marvel is. Totally. And it was just two characters on the run. And it was these two characters. And then they make a choice like, we gotta go attack them. Clink. And from that point on. The movie goes off the rails. Like <laughs> everything about that movie is off the rails from that point. But that first, I don't know, hour is like a really solid, good movie. And I was in, I was ready to be like, yeah, I think I love this movie. I think I love this. These characters are a yeah. lot of fun. That What's going on? We saw like a really dark version of Black Widow, but then we also mm -hmm. saw what Black Widow's become and how she's sort of like becomes soft hanging around her new family. And then, you know, Yelena's just like, what you, you like, what is, what are you? You literally on the cover of magazines, but you're a killer. Like, just like gets her. And I was like, Oh, this is some good shit. I love this. She's making fun of like how she poses before she like murders dudes. I was like, this is, this is great. Like, this is a critique even of like the character. I was yeah, like, Oh, I love everything about yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then they're just like, yeah, and then they're just like, now let's go crazy. And, like, who cares? Let's introduce characters in the last hour that you're supposed to suddenly be like, well, this is a different person, or yeah. this is a new person. Or, like, you know, introduce concepts of, like, well, we control this pig's breathing. Like, I cared more about that pig's life than anyone else in the entire <laughs> last hour. He was so cute. Yeah. He was so cute. I was like, do not kill Alexi. I swear to God, if you kill that I, pig, well, I'll be real pissed there off. There was also a giant amount of, uh, it was uh, odd. It was just odd going from these, like, like the moment where she's like killing the pig or whatever. Right. And then mm -hmm. it goes back to like Alexi saying something shitty and kind of a joke. Right. Like there's just these wild tone shifts from second to second. Um, 
But I will say that the scene uh, that happened right after that at the dinner table was probably the best scene in the entire movie for me. And it was probably because um, the actress, who I'm forgetting, that played Yelena was just godlike in that entire scene. It was probably the best uh, acting throughout the entire movie. Um, Mm -hmm. How could you forget? She studied at Cambridge University. (laughs) She knows all about the mummies. Yes, that's true. How how could you? That's true. Yeah. Oh, oh, you meant Elena? Yeah, yeah I meant Florence. I thought you meant, thought you meant Rachel Vice. No, Sorry, not Rachel. my bad. Ra- Rachel's also my bad. Rachel. My bad. Yeah. Let's be real. Meant- they both acted Scarjo. No, we're not doing that. I was gonna say both acted her under the table, but we're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. We- new Year, yes, New Florence- Bronze. Much like Loki, I am turning over a new leaf. I am putting away my daggers and getting a sword. I think. I think it was written. I mean, I I don't want to give an excuse to to Scarjo's whatever you uh, consider her performance to be. But I think from a writing perspective, like that was a moment for Yelena uh, to shine both as a character and as a, uh, as an actress, for sure. She's much more compelling. Everything about her from moment one is more compelling and more interesting. And she has the, you know how, like in, uh, uh, I think it's winter Soldier. no 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 it's civil war i think maybe it's civil i don't know i think it's winter soldier is that where sam Fo sh- first shows up winter soldier whatever yeah. it is yeah yeah in that scene where scarjo pulls up in the car and she's like you know i'm looking for some old guy or whatever she says the line she says i'm looking for a fossil right that line delivery with florence Pugh would be like wait i already know it would be way better i already know like the way she acts and the way she uh like her like the character who she is the sarcasm and everything she says because she's just kind of like over everything i love that yeah i love that as a character and i think they did the casting was great perfect she was perfect perfect casting i saw that her number one competition was emma watson and i was like oh Oh, god they made the right choice they made the right ass choice (laughs) look i like emma watson but that i don't uh... there's no way she could be this role not (laughs) no way no way no way at all yeah, I would just feel like we're watching Harry Potter at that point. She hasn't yeah. moved on from that role for me yet. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Um, you know, I to to kind of add on to what Jesse said about the first hour of the movie versus the second hour. I really liked the first hour, and it's good. Like I'm yeah. saying, it narratively, like or tonally, just like a breakneck speed shift, and I I wasn't able to keep up with it because the first half is really dark. I think also with her sister kind of like pointing out to her the hypocrisy of her new life and that her work as an Avenger doesn't wipe that ledger clean to me made her sacrifice and end game make more sense. But by the end of this, I feel like she's atoned for that. So why does she throw herself into that ravine for the soul stone? Like, I, I feel like by the end of this movie, I, I, I don't know about the rest of you. I felt like, yeah, no, she's atoned for what she's done, but the first half of the movie, I was like, oh, is this why she kills herself? Like, is this why she sacrifices herself because her sister and then her sister's going to live with that guilt when she hears this story of like, oh, yeah, no, it was me pointing out like, oh, look at all the fucking people you've murdered and you have deals from Nike. You have sponsorships and people <laughs> worship you. But, you know, you're a freaking murderer. You've murked people. You've toppled regimes. You've done everything I've done. And now you've washed your hands clean of it. And you think you're a celebrity and you're friends with with superheroes and look at me i'm still struggling i'm having to get by any way i can and you look down on me for sometimes leading a somewhat criminal lifestyle but the reality is 
you've gone soft. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought that that was really going to like underline why she's like, this is the only way I can make it right. Yeah. Like I, at, at my core, I'm always going to be a freaking murderer. I'm always going to be that person that blew up that kid until I throw myself into the soul stone. And that's what's going to be what wipes the ledger clean. I, I think, yeah. In a lot of ways, I think that everything that leads up to the Soulstone moment has nothing to do with this movie. And I feel like people expected <laughs> this movie to actually like set that yes. up. Yes. But I feel like the Soulstone <laughs> moment was just there to basically get Hawkeye fans and Black Widow fans to be like, oh, no, no I want to. Oh, I can't believe that she's like, oh, I can't. But is he going to sacrifice? Oh, God, it was going to. Oh, OK, they're dead. There are dozens of us. Yeah. Dozens. <laughs> and then it moved forward. But to like get any sense of um I, what's the word closure or or reasoning as to why that took place the way it did from this movie is a fool's errand like there's nothing there's really that's no why reason I thought, that's why i thought they were trying to get alexi's character to say like to try you know, you're trying to find so the much, connection yeah, yeah. he was literally going to say exactly why she sacrificed herself he was it, that was what he was going to tell her yeah. and then he literally is like nah i'm good so that plot point goes nowhere what's crazy about this film is at one point uh yelena's just like you know why not get your you know your gods Avengers to help friend. you yeah yeah get your like the dudes who fly to like do the work and at the end of the movie they literally have a fight on a falling piece of debris <laughs> from like a sky cool. fortress, yeah. which is like insane that that is how this movie ends. When the start is like, we're on the run from like lady assassins. And the biggest stunt we pull is we like fall, <laughs> we like fall off a building. And that's like, you know, one of them, one girl falls off a building and it's like, well, I'm dead. And then black widow falls and like hits, Three things falling down, and then I can't. Getting the movie. That is Dude, a, that is a movie trope. Aaron, I was like, that is a movie trope that I hate. I hate that trope because it's like, well, the person who falls and doesn't hit things on the way down, perfectly fine. Uh, that person's dead. But the person who falls and hits like eight things on the way down, well, those eight things they slammed into, that's what stopped them from dying. That's crazy. It, that's an insane. I know exactly trope, what but, scene you're talking about because I looked over at Aaron. And I said, "She's dead, right?" Like. <laughs> I feel like they terminal they put, velocity is a thing. <laughs> they put too much weight yeah. in the dummy that fell there because holy shit, parts of it just connected. Yeah, she like, like I get it when it's Captain America and Captain yeah. America like falls and hits eighty things, and you're like, damn, that's got he probably got one bruise off of or that. Or he jumps down the stairs, the stairwell, yeah, or whatever. It, yeah, yeah. This is literally, and they make the point numerous times. You're literally just a person. You have no special powers at all, and you just hit like not like awning you know like sometimes you hit the on like in a like a kung fu movie they hit awning 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 and at the end they're like <laughs> "Whoo, i'm fine this yeah. was like hit a balcony hit the side of a building hit like you are dead you, there, there's no way you're getting up me like yeah. oh i remember oh, that, boy, scene that specifically that was oh silly. i hate stuff like well, that every time it happens you, i'm like this just goes to further like underline that the first half of the movie is disconnected from the second half because the first half underlines what makes Black Widow interesting? Mm. It's it's first of all stakes. Seeing her bruises after that altercation on the bridge is jarring. It reminds yeah. us. It gives. It makes us, like I said, feel more rooted to the character. It's why we love Daredevil. There is a chance she can freaking die, but it also underlines where she where she shines. She doesn't shine in beating Taskmaster 
hand to hand. She's she's she shines in the mission. She gets the freaking mission done because right, she's right. smart. Her she secures the payload she's, and gets out. Yeah. She's smarter than him. She doesn't have to beat him because she's smarter than him. Or sorry, I'm still thinking of Taskmaster. Smarter than her. And then same thing with like uh I love that opening scene where she's like, Oh, this is just looks desperate. And you're like, Oh, are they going into her room? And she's on a boat in freaking Norway. She's miles, light years ahead of these guys. It's like, very good. Yeah. Yeah. The first half of the movie highlights what makes her what what should make that character interesting. Why she, in my opinion, she doesn't necessarily belong in these big galactic battles because she doesn't have a place there. But like she's good at extracting information. She's good at finishing the mission and knowing what that takes to do it. And we feel invested in her because we know at any point in time she could break her spine and just be done for. Right. But the second half of the movie just doesn't fall in line. Second half of the movie, you're like, if Iron Man was here, this whole flying colossus, where, like, it definitely. I get that they're all arrested because Civil War or whatever, but it's like, it's just weird to me. The second half of the movie definitely was like, guys, we need to make a summer blockbuster out of this. And the first half is like, guys, we need a spy thriller to come out, like, in the fall. So. How do we combine the two of those? Because we don't know when this movie's actually going to come out because it's the world's kind of crazy. Literally, <laughs> it is almost the exact plot of uh, uh, the second Captain America movie. A little bit. It's almost the exact plot where it's like it starts out street level spy stuff. Like, by the way, I think that is one of the best black widow moments is on that boat when she's like hacking satellite stuff and caps out fighting this dude oh yeah and you know she's keeping information from him because that's who she is yeah yeah Yeah, and like what a great but but it's literally it's all street level it's them like we got to do spy stuff for half a movie and then the end is like we are in three giant ships that are about to destroy every like bad person that the hydra people are like we got to get rid of them And there's a huge, like, but that moment isn't, oh, and then the normal people go do that fight. That moment is like a guy with metal wings and machine guns and a dude who is like literally Captain America (laughs) go and like jump on and they take them down while Scarlett Johansson is in a mask in the room with the bad guy pretending to be one of his like compatriots and shit. Like, that's what she does. That's who her character is. She's the one who's like, and then she like, you know shoots like it all like it all makes sense she's a part of the team she's doing the work that needs to get done she's the inside person while cap and everyone else is like bringing down the ships outside and in this story they were like well she did the same thing except she also has to bring down the thing because she's the main character and then survive the thing yeah and it's like that's and that's why she and hawkeye work as side characters because they they're like they're like the normies hanging out with the superpowered people and it's like oh it's fun to watch them do their thing but also recognize that their thing is not, it's what makes the superpowered people look superpowered because they can do things that they, it, it's wild to me that like, oh yeah. And then they all survive the massive falling. Well, the, the weirdest thing building, the weirdest thing crazy. for me uh, when it came to that thing falling, and this is one of those things where it's like, that wouldn't happen in real life. No, this would have probably happened in real life. But when they show the thing actually falling after all this other debris hit, I was very confused because it was like a mile away. (laughs) It was off the fucking distance hitting a forest or something there at the end. Uh, And that was also a little bit strange. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't even even question the fact 
that during this time period, why, like, why did they think that they could get away with that? Just having it up there. Right. You're not telling me that. I mean, Tony Stark was around then. Why wouldn't he have known the existence of a flying fortress? Well, it was, it was above the radar, Jesse. It was up in the sky. Above <laughs> that, the radar? They is, gave a is line the, to like is, satiate what? exactly what you're saying, and it was above the radar. That's what they said in the movie. Above the radar is the dumbest thing I've <laughs> ever heard. You can fly below radar. That's a thing for sure. If it was an underground <laughs> facility, sure. But a like, floating fortress it makes no but it had, sense. You know, it had cloud I, generators, Jesse. I was set up for a failure on this because I have seen so many pieces of media with like a lab no one can find. Right, right. Whether that's like the 12 Monkeys show or in Hitman, it's like you it's a train. It's always moving. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So like it like they they just like it, it's a train. It's on a train. The lab is like one car of the train. You never know which train it is and where it's going. And I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. So I was waiting, like, all right, how are they hiding the red room? Let's see. Is it gonna be like, you know, a, a moving a thing? VR is it, it moves all room. the time. Yeah. The, I I mean it, I was like, is it gonna be like, you know, it's a concept? The, the red room is a concept now. I don't even know. And instead it was like it's a flying castle. And I was like They literally did the text that shows up when you enter a new area in control. Like it went red room. And I, I was know, like, get out of town. They did that. And I was like, I mean, I guess Why? this is like an Avengers tie-in, because or like a Winter Soldier red tie-in, because they, yeah, that was a little bit weird. It made no sense they why they did that. They, did that for, it. they did that for Norway too. Did they, so they did it twice. Yeah, they went Norway. Did they not? Am I crazy? They they did like when they when she's like on the ferry, they were I, like. I guess it was a bigger, more noticeable. Oh, they moment. did that for Ohio and Cuba too. Let me tell you. Yeah, I didn't. I notice clearly it at all. didn't notice any of those except for the red, red room, room one. Yeah, totally. Because it was so jarring that it was just like red room, and <sighs> totally. I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> no, they they did it for a few, all the locations. Also, can you guys? The whole thing between Black Widow and Hawkeye with them always mentioning Budapest throughout the entire existence of the characters. I actually like, I actually like that in this movie. That was them them killing the child, right? Or killing Dracon. Yes. That was her getting out. They had to stay hidden. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, that was the, yeah. Yeah. And so like every time they talk about the movies, I even like the fact that like she calls it Budapest and she's like, it's Budapest. I actually liked that. Even though it's so dumb and silly. I was like, I've often, thought about that in the movies too like why do they say it so specifically with that like pest and i I, like like i said the first half of this movie i liked they skewered the the like the black widow character a little bit and they they you know they saw the silliness of what that character was they had a character who literally is another black widow be like look at you (laughs) like just look at you and i love what a like fun way to tell a story and then again, they were like, and now let's crank it to Marvel 11, yeah. which they do in every Marvel movie. It's like, well, the ending can't be just like they fight a guy on a bridge. The ending is like, and then on the space station, as the lasers are about to fire <laughs> at the sun, our hero, it's like, oh, boy, here we yeah. go. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm al- I also was so disenchanted with the whole like, you know, well, the Avengers are like my family. I was like, 
Are they? <laughs> I didn't feel that way. I like I felt like like Jesse pointing out that she's like always withholding information from Cap and stuff like that. I feel like they feel that way about her. Yes. yes. I never felt that she felt that way uh, about them. If you go and look like I I guess the closest sense of that vibe from her would be during the scene in the very beginning of uh age of ultron where they're all like drinking in the skyrise uh at avengers tower or whatever at that party <laughs> like i kind of got that vibe there um granted a lot of her scene was with um oh she fell on the nerd and he's yeah, like yeah, yeah, i don't want to get yeah. a boner because it might turn green yeah great <laughs> great yeah yeah that whole I, thing was look, a little weird. all i'm saying is yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is, Age of Ultron is a mess, y'all. Has a mess of a movie. That is like, <laughs> hey, that scene though was really good. The whole like uh, hammer goof and all that stuff that was good. I like that part. That was fun. The hammer goof is fun, yeah, because it's like it, it, it's true to like the nature of these characters, yeah. and it gives us a fun look great. into who Cap is. That as a standalone scene is great. Yeah, I'm saying like the party is kind of weird. It makes no sense. The like, like there's a lot in that movie yeah. that exists. It, it, the party felt like one of those scenes from Ocean's 11, 12 and or 13 After where they the like heist. filmed a thing, they, like filmed a thing with everyone together and then like didn't include a script and we're like, just have fun. Yeah. And then sure. they put it in the movie because like we're all friends here. We had fun making this movie. Right. That's what it felt like. And it yeah. had no purpose except to have that one scene where they pick up the hammer, which later became important. I think it was just thrown in there, obviously, as like a goof. And then to introduce Ultron at the end of it, where they were all together in the same room and and it could be a way to introduce that character. Other than that, like, I, man, I look, I don't like Age of Ultron. I don't like that movie at all. How many times have you seen whatever. it? Uh, enough to know that I you love... Don't like it. <laughs> well, I love... Um, oh, my brain just died. Uh, the actor who plays Ultron. Oh, oh, um, uh, the blacklist Chad, guy. Well, yeah, I can't. Yes, I can't. Daniel Jackson that. from That's Stargate. It. That's it. Um, uh, James, James Spader. Spader. Yeah, there you go. I know that I love James Spader in that role because I love James Spader and everything he does because James Spader is amazing and I liked him being Ultron and I know that I liked seeing Vision. And I know that I was like, oh, cool. There's like some X-Men stuff in this. But the rest of it, everything else, I was like, nah, nah. I'm a the big plan is to like raise a city into the sky and drop a city. That's your master stroke of like, I will destroy the planet. Like, all right, cool. It felt very like out of of I don't know, man. It's just there's a there's a uh, a lot of the current MCU is from that movie, uh, like it yes. all has drawbacks to that to that movie. So that's, I think that movie is actually getting better as as the MCU moves forward. But that's a conversation well, I mean, for another time. The things that are in it again, the things that are in it, like contextually and lore wise, are 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 fun. The and they they continue on, but I think like the way the movie like the way the movie is. The weedenness of it sucks. I There's a lot it. of weeden in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I years ago I was over the whole weeden shtick. Like yeah. every movie he makes, every TV show he makes what? is like roughly you mean, the same. You don't like a conversation about whether or not a couple should be together to end with their ability to have children. <laughs> I, you're crazy. 
That, what? Uh, I, I thought mean, that's like, you know, I, that's how every conversation is like, hey, I like you. You like me. Maybe something can happen here. I don't have ovaries. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, I'm going to get in this Quinjet and fly the fuck away to another planet. So I'll see. He was so upset. He was so <laughs> the upset. The only he point left of fornicating Earth. is having children. So I'm going <laughs> to leave. He was so you know? mad about that. He was like, I'm Hulk, no smash. And he flew away. <laughs> nice. Well done. I'm Hulk, no smash. I love Hulk, it. Hulk, no smash. And he went to another planet. <laughs> he was so mad he left Earth. He was like, this bitch doesn't have ovaries. I'm out. I'm out. That's all women are good for. I'm done. And I love that they retconned that and this too and kind of made fun of it a little bit. A little bit. Because it is presented in a humorous way. Whereas like, and I, whereas like in that movie, it's like, you know, like I can't have children. And I was like, oh, does she really want children? I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Can the Hulk even have children? Was, Why is this a conversation that's happening? Can Banner have kids? What did the gamma radiation do to his spermos? Like, have couldn't we, they just like, love each other? That's like, what I was going to say. Shouldn't you all date? Why are you talking about kids? Like, yeah. what, Shouldn't you all go on a couple of dates? They smash a couple a times? Bit. Y'all are compatible? Already talking about children? I. Yeah. And then they realize, well, I can't have children. So I guess this this relationship isn't worth having. And I'm like, What? Well, I mean, you know, it's nice to know that their relationship would have strictly just been like, (laughs) I got to stop doing Hulk impression. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, well, you know, Widowmaker can't go on this mission. Widowmaker, I'm so sorry. She's we're on like kid number five, guys. I, you know, I just we can't we can't be a part of this. I gotta I gotta take care of the kids. You know, I've got a, I've got Natasha, a cousin. She's Natasha a lawyer. In if you go check her, maybe she'll be able to help. She might be able to help you out. Maybe. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. We can't help. Yeah. We've, we've left the Avengers to have a lot of kids. We, uh, you know, we're gonna go on a farm and like we're gonna live like it's the 1800s, where you have to have like 80 kids because half of them die. All right, like that's, that is such a weird. You're right. Like I just don't. I don't, I've never been a. Even when people were like, "Whedon is a genius," I've never been a fan. That was because Buffy just don't was like, good, and that was it. I, Buffy was not good. It was not good. No. It was not Some good. episodes was, of Buffy were good. It was not good. good. <laughs> there were a oh, handful of episodes you, of Buffy were good. Thank you, Jesse. I've never been a fan. Not once. Never. It was not good. I will say. That some of the angel stuff that I saw, I was like, oh, "Angels that's better show." Fun. Angels better show. I was like, 100%. "That's kind of fun." Angels but better. Buffy was was not a good. <laughs> Angels better show. I will agree yeah. with that. I watched the shit out of Angel every morning on TNT at six and seven a.m. Because yes, I was still awake at that time in my terrible uh, gremlin years. And while we're talking about spinoff shows being better than the original, Xena was obviously better than Hercules. Just putting that out there. If we're talking about what yeah, was on I think Saturday morning, knows that. No, yeah, no, there's like, not a human being on earth that's like Hercules is better than Xena. No, no I, I think everyone trash. Is yeah. Also, yeah. Right, just I'm pretty sure that actor who plays Ares and oh. Xena, there's a scene where she like jumps on him and wraps her legs around him. Even as a child, I was just like, my pants are hot. I don't know what to do. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's why I'm bisexual now. 
Well, there you go. So thank you to Zena. Because I was like, I think Zena, I I think like, Zena had that effect on a lot of people, to be know honest. What to do with this. Everyone is attractive. I was, you know, as, Here's as, the as thing, a child, Ron, I, think, I was like, ah. <laughs> I think we're the same. I, I yeah. watched Zena and I Zena saw Callisto. Zena had that effect on a ton of different yeah. people, on a ton of different I saw ways. Callisto and she was crazy person. And I was like, boy, I love crazy people. And now <laughs> I, yeah. She was like, I'll kill everyone. And I hate you, Zena. I was like, oh, that's hot. Oh, that's the hottest one on that show. She's she's cuckoo cocoa puffs. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> says a lot about okay, cool. about me. Callisto is hot though. I I, I get right? it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. She like, like, oh, she's evil. I like that. Too. I didn't yeah, watch. She had that the much crazy Zena. eyes a little yeah. bit. I didn't. Watch oh, Zena was great. Zena was great even when fire. she was like, and now I'm Celtic for some damn reason. It was great even when it yeah. was off the rails. It was great. Zena is like yeah. insane. Didn't watch that much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you gotta. Everyone just take time to go back and watch that show. It's crazy. In like Joxer? The best I like oh Joxer God. too. I don't know any of these characters. Is this what it's out. like when you get a Marvel fan who's talking to a non Marvel fan? And yes, like... absolutely. Oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah. It's finally a fandom <laughs> I can't do a show about you know, right there. Never seen you know, it. You know? for the, when I was a kid, I was so obsessed. I had like waist length black hair with blunt cut across blangs, and I would run yeah. around going, yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed with Zena. <laughs> would you just obsessed. kick someone afterwards or like, <laughs> what was the deal? No. Okay. But I definitely, so you were the non violent you know, Zena. Wanted to. Okay. All right. Yeah. It was in yeah. thought. That, yes. That it was in, in, in thought, you know. I think the worst thing I ever did was in kindergarten, a boy that liked me threw sand in my eyes and I slapped him. Nice. <laughs> went to did the you do the Yina Zell or Yina? The Zena Yell? Wow. <laughs> the Yina? The Yina Zell? I did that Yina. <laughs> That's a drug, <laughs> Jesse. Slap. That's a yeah. drug. The Yina is a drug. <laughs> it's what causes yeah. you to do the, the Yina <laughs> Yell. Yeah. Yeah. I did a yell and a backflip and then. And then, you know, right. you I was impressed, but also a little worried. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, that a was a shocking. lot. That was a lot for sand. It's a little shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It was You're in like my eyes kick. specifically. Oh, that's the worst. You put it that's in my terrifying. eyes specifically. Yeah. Dun, dun, pocket dun, sand dun, movement. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, pocket sand. It's <laughs> awful. It's a bad time. Anyways, that's Black Widow, I think, ultimately. I think we're, we've moved on. I will say this. We were pretty uh, harsh on the show. But I think we look at everything pretty critically. I will say that I still enjoyed the movie. I still thought it was fine. It definitely had some issues, though. Um, and it definitely felt out of time for me. The first hour, like we said, is very... I enjoyed that first hour. Yeah. It was very good. I loved everything about it. And then it like went off the rails to the point where I was like... I lo- like wasn't a bad movie. But at a certain point, it was not good anymore. Sure. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did like that they went back to the Sokovia Accords, which is like a pretty big deal in the grander MCU or or the grander comics. And like we got to see a little bit more of that rather than like Civil War and that's it. Um, but at the same time, they just, they fucked up Taskmaster. I mean, that that was just, that, they just they did them bad. That was bad. I did like that bridge fight, though. I felt like that was a really oh, was cool all, fight. Yeah. And I, At the beginning, that was I dope. I didn't yeah. see how she was going to win it. Anytime, I didn't see how she was going to win Anytime that she fought Taskmaster, it was great. And then it was revealed who she was. And I, 
I just wasn't into it. Granted, I don't know how you put that into that world without being like, oh yeah, this is a former Black Widow. Because if you're like, oh yeah, this is some, this is Chuck. We found him in uh, Jersey. He's got a photographic memory and uh, he can just copy your abilities. Well, the smart thing they should have done was, <laughs> was Taskmaster is a separate character. And when the Red Room goes down, just, Taskmaster, like all off. good villains in the MCU, like, yeah, it's like, I'll be back one day. Yeah. And it's like, I was well, working especially for these because guys. With, Tacma- with Taskmaster, it makes sense because like, and I, I understand comic book lore is separate than MCU and I try not to compare the two, but typically he trains thugs and goons and yeah. villains and criminals. That's his whole thing. He trains them and starts like these schools where he teaches them how to fight. Yep. So I thought, because we knew Taskmaster was going to be in this movie, that Taskmaster would be at the Red Room training the widows. And then he gets deployed to help. I thought that's what it was going to be. And sure. instead it was like, no. Yeah. yeah. What a fun plot that would have been for a future movie to have people like, you know, the Avengers or whoever show up, like, like Captain America shows up to stop some hoodlums, but they suddenly know how to like defend against cap shield. And it's like, wait a minute. How did they learn this information? And it's like, oh, a taskmaster has been teaching them. Like, that's, I think, a, a way cooler way to keep that character going and to now make it so it's like it, there aren't just, like, easy dudes. Like, everyone's learning from the tapes how to handle these people. And now being superhero isn't just, like, I can go in and, like, knock eight guys out. Like, now everyone is <clears throat> doing kind of like what they were doing in, in the first Spider-Man movie, where it's like, oh, no, we're, like, powering up our- ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Did anybody else so. think it was funny that um, Yelena in the beginning did the Arya Stark move? The whole oh, the, like, drop the dagger into the other hand. I thought that was a uh, a reference to Winter Soldier. Because ta- oh, I, mean, right. I mean, it is. I mean, it is. Yeah, okay. ta- Taskmaster also right. does the same thing in the fight versus yeah. uh, Alexi. Well, I thought Taskmaster learned it from. From Yelena, but it makes more sense that he would have learned it from Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, because he does the same thing against Alexi later on in the movie. Um, in my head, that was like the Arya move, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, I, I, I love that it, it is a, like a thing that happens a lot in Marvel movies, that exact same move. Yeah. But I love that in this one, Florence, I don't know if it was a character. I, I don't know. I don't know how they did this, but I felt like during that scene, she was faking being in pain. So she could pull yes. that move off. Yes, she was like, was "Oh, you es- beat me! Oh no!" Espionage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 100%. I was like, "Oh, I love that! I love it!" She like punked this lady out. I thought that was great, and that was something that again goes back to. I think she's just an incredible actress, and so like as an actor, she nailed that like entire character, and she did it on a level where I was like, "I'm picking up like little things that normally I'm not picking up from a lot of like Marvel characters." And I yeah. was like, "Oh." Well, I, I, like, I like everything about her. I didn't even realize until I read a comment about it that on the bridge fight with Taskmaster, when he swings back in, that's the first time we see Spider-Man. That's that move. He does the, he does the flip and lands down. That's a Spider-Man move. Uh... And I didn't, I didn't put that together as well until someone mentioned it. Um, so he kind of like did everything. There was a little black Panther in there too, but it didn't, he did, yeah, he, they didn't he went like show this, anything. And then it just cut away. And it's like, I know. I was like, I wanted to fuck? see it. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to see what, where that, where they were going with the chink. I thought that was gonna be like this big moment, and then they were like cut, and I was like, yeah, yeah. 
you got 15 minutes of falling through the sky on debris and we didn't get to see Taskmaster pull off a Black Panther move? I wish he just had Falcon's uh, wings when they were falling. That would have been pretty great. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he just I mean, if you're going to install rings. the claws, yeah, if you're going to install yeah, yeah. the claws, which serve no purpose movie-wise, why not have the wings? That would have been amazing. It would have been cool. And then Black Widow would have been completely destroyed because just clipped the fucking parachute and then she's dead. Never gets to the soul stone. That was also a big deal. The entire time I was watching with Aaron, I kept saying, she's going to survive this. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, yeah, but it's 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 more interesting to see like how she's. No, I don't care. I know that there's zero penalty. She just jumped out of this thing without a parachute. She's going to survive the fall. There's no question about it. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't like break that in my mind of there just being no penalty. And they didn't even put penalties on the other characters because they never put the other characters in dire situations. So you I never was shocked for them. they all lived. I was so shocked yeah. that they all made it. I was like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Even when the movie ended, it was like, we're, oh, we're totally fine. Don't worry. I was like, what the? And then like a, like a Quinjet lands and it's like, we're all fine too. And I was like, <laughs> okay all right and then he looks down to the ground and she's like hey taskmaster's pretty okay too and i was like what is that? <laughs> and then they just like carry her into the plane and fly away we never a literal like for some buildings taskmaster's okay too <laughs> taskmaster's okay too a literal cloud building fell from the sky and like six guys died an entire organization was on there and like six dudes died most of them not even in the building it was when their ship got blown up by a stick sure yeah crazy crazy the logic went out the window and they were like it will look cool though i mean i guess nonsense true taskmaster is also here <laughs> I will, I'm, I, just, I'm sorry sometimes jesse some some stupid shit and it's in my brain it lives in my brain rent free for like four months so i'm still on like that, last I week's mean, like i am also a timekeeper and, well. <laughs> and i feel like i came back with a stupid taskmaster like i am also okay i am here as well Oh, Marvel Lord. does that frequently where they have like a character who's there in the scene but like does nothing and they but they say like one line that is what Taskmaster was at the end. It was like a family reunion, everyone was happy and then it was like don't forget about me, Taskmaster. <laughs> they just drag her off. Yeah. It's <laughs> true. It's true. I hope we see those characters oh. again. I hope that they're not like one and done. Uh those characters being like Alina, which we'll definitely see in, in Hawkeye. She's already confirmed. But like Red Guardian and the Black Widows and um, that whole like quote unquote family. I hope we see them again. David Harbour, probably one of the best, probably second best to uh, Alina in the show for me. And uh, I'd love to I see like him just him interact in with. In. Yeah, David Harbour's great. I would love to just see him as that character interact with anyone from the mcu i think it would be always funny um so i hope he's not done i hope he comes back we'll see i think that's it i think we're done cool we got loki episode we did six. it y'all 
It only took one extra hour. It's true. Yeah, this is the one-hour show here on the MCU crew. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get uh, kind of bad because we're going to have to upload our podcast uh, bandwidth per month because we're over the <laughs> we're over the data cap because the episodes means are we're too doing long. great. It means we're doing great. <laughs> no, people no, love not, it. It's not that people are downloading it. It's that you can only upload Duh, a certain sh- amount. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Gosh, okay. so right. many of okay. you are downloading right. the podcast. All right. Okay. All right. Love it. Love to see it. It's true. That's true. Thank you so much for all your downloads. Appreciate it, guys. Let's do some shout outs. Bronze, what do you got going on? Where can people check you out? What's happening? Hi. Hello. I'm that bronze girl. Um, I'm a full-time <laughs> Twitch. I do this all the time, and yet I still am not good at it. Full-time content creator on Twitch. I've got a D&D game that I DM Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Usually the VOD is uploaded Monday morning, but uh, it's Monday and it's not uploaded. So I guess you could say I dropped the ball on that. Um, I'm playing some Monster Hunter stories this week and uh, I think some Stalker. So that's me. Hi, hello. You can follow me on Twitter and on Twitch. I'm close to 30,000 on Twitter. I would appreciate your help, chat. Go drop a a follow, chat. Do it. Big milestone. Jesse. Oh my God. Hi, I'm Bronze Girl. I'm also here. <laughs> hey, everyone. Up. It's me, it's the Bronze up. Girl. What? I too am a part of this. It's me, Jesse Cox. And I too am a part of this podcast. Did you go like Icelandic uh, hey. for a second there? What the? Don't, don't worry. Oh, now you're Vlad. <laughs> I, I am a vampire. Uh, hey, boy, I do a lot of things, but the thing I do the most is Stan, that Bronze Girl. Watch the car Tuesday nights, 6 p.m. Pacific time, I think. Uh, definitely tune in. It'll it'll make you happy. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I um I do goofs on the internet. And uh, you can see me every Monday right here as we talk the MCU. Who knows what we're going to talk about two weeks from now. That'll be fun. Be so tune in as I try to stretch this show as long as possible from nothing to something. There you go. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that look? You're like, Ooh. it was one of those things where I was making sure that the ca- it, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I didn't resize the screen, so I'm off center and everything's weird. And I got to do all this stuff. Anyways, uh, what are we doing later? More. We'll, we'll do JPNN after this. Uh, watching more Downton Abbey with Jericho and Luxie. It's uh, 6 p.m. Eastern today. Uh, drop frames maybe on Wednesday. There's, there's not too much to talk about, and Zeke was banned, so we don't have any games to play for him. Uh, Jesse and I will probably be back later this week. Uh, we're trying to figure out a time and date for that uh, to sit down with Co and do forward and back again, season two, episode one. Um, so we'll figure that out, and then uh, there are probably just more games between now and then. So there's that. Hey, Deadpool. Hey, Deadpool! It's I still have Thanos. it up. I still have it up because I keep looking over hey, and it Deadpool. brings me so much joy. Hey, Deadpool over here! It's Ray Thanos! It brings me so much joy. I'm going to tweet this image out. We have biology together. Miss <laughs> Stevenson's class. That's just a great panel. That's just great. That's just a 10 out of 10 panel. Love it. Hey, remember me, nerd? <laughs> I used to pick on you in high school. I've got a helicopter now. Me and Death, we're dating now. That girl you had a crush on. It's so good. It's such a, I love every bit of it. I love it so much. Oh, man. Anyways, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. 
We'll be back next week. We'll talk about that Loki finale. I hope we're right. I hope we guessed it from the get-go. I need a yes or no. Is Kang going to be there? Jesse, next week, Kang, yes, no. I'm 100% in on Kang or Immortus, which is basically Kang. Okay, that's a yes. Bronze, yes or no, Kang. Kang, uh, allusion to Kang, but not Kang himself. I'm going to go with Kang is in the episode, but he's not the big bad. He's the post credit. That's mine. Yeah, okay, it's the same. Yeah, same, same. Same, same, but different. Uh, I disagree. I think the entire episode is all Kang. They do not conclude this Loki story. Loki and Sylvie die in the vacuum of space, and it's 45 minutes of Kang being like, I control the world. Pew, 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 pew. That's that's what it is. All right. And it's like a real twist. No Jesse's, one sees it coming. Jesse's going for the lottery win. He's going to yep. And then it Immortus is going to be like, I am also here at the end of time. Iron Lad is like, I too am the king. Taskmaster shows up. Hey, guys, remember me? <laughs> Taskmaster's here too. <laughs> like on the floor bleeding out. Yeah. Just for yeah. no reason. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm here too, me, Taskmaster. He ends up the in the void the after falling from yeah. the fucking red room. That's accurate. In the background, a helicopter flies by. <laughs> hey, king. <laughs> hey Kang, it's me, Thanos. <laughs> We're out of here. Thank you so much for watching the MCU crew. Make sure to grab us where podcasts are available via, you know, the MCU crew. Have a good one. Bye bye. <laughs>